It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. We're caffeine-fueled and ready to talk your ears off. This week on the show, we're going to take a look at the DLC model and how it's seeping its way into all areas of our lives. But we got plenty of fun stuff before we dive deeper into all that. And let's start by celebrating some holidays. But first, okay, Matt, before we hop into the holidays really quick, I'm going to need for you to explain for people like me, what does DLC stand for? Because I feel like we probably lost a couple of listeners just then. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get No, but we'll you got to at least say it. Otherwise, people are going to be like, and I'm done. Downloadable content. There you go. Downloadable content. That's really what we're talking about this week. All right. Our holidays. Monday, July 18th is National Sour Candy Day. Mm. That's my favorite holiday. You know, I love sour candy until I did the facts for this week. And now, not so much. Okay. (laughs) I look forward to having things ruined for me. (laughs) It's also Global Hug Your Kids Day. Yeah. I mean, figata. Listen. One day a year. Hug them (laughs) while they're little. Like, and the hugs aren't awkward and they don't, like, pat you on the shoulder, like... As if to say, okay, that's enough. We're Get done. off of me now. We're done uh-huh. here. We're yeah. done here. Thank you. Yeah. Wrap your arms around them and squeeze them tight and don't let them go even when they're wiggling. <laughs> um, it's also National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen, us wives want y'all out of the doghouse, <laughs> but we can't just free you. Because then you won't learn. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You have to get yourself out of the doghouse. <laughs> Tuesday, July 19th is International Retainer Day. Mm-mm. Did you ever have a retainer, Mo? I did. How, how long did you wear it before you gave up on it? Oh, I didn't. It gave up on me. Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> Your teeth were too powerful. Like, no, I will not retain this shape. I don't care what you <laughs> stick up here. I think that I had my retainer for all of a week before somehow it got lost at my best friend's house, never to be seen again. Yeah. Yeah. I wore it for, I want to say a solid like three months. Yeah. Like, you know, at first I was miserable, but I wore it long enough to like where I could talk naturally again with yeah. it in. But after a while, I'm like, this is not worth it. I'm not going to wear this for four more years. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. And so I didn't. Mm-hmm. And my teeth mostly stayed the same area they were in. <laughs> yeah. Mine as well. Although I do have that dream occasionally where like my teeth, all move back to the way that they were prior to braces or the really horrifying one where all my teeth fall out and I have no teeth at all. I hate those dreams. That's slowly happening to me. I wake up and like my mouth hurts and I'm terrified that it wasn't all a dream that all of a sudden my teeth are gone and I'll never be able to talk or smile again. Like those dreams where you're like peeing in your dream and you think it's really happening. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it really is happening. I and you wake up in a panic. like I, I literally, last um, 
Wednesday. Did you pee the bed? No, no, no. I, I literally <laughs> had a dream where like I was like, it was like one of those, I hadn't peed all day kind of pees yeah. in the last minute and I'm doing the whole thing in my dream and I can feel it happening. And I wake up and just for that split second, I'm terrified uh-huh. that I have just completely soaked this mattress. <laughs> now, how <laughs> do you I tell your not, wife? Not, right. <laughs> but luckily I have not. <laughs> how wow. did we get to that from uh, Tainers? Yeah, national. Oh, yeah. It's also <laughs> National Football Day today. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did we get to that? <laughs> oh, talking about dreams. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wednesday, July 20th is National Hot Dog Day. Heck yeah. I love me a good hot dog. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me another mm-hmm. fact about all the terrible things that are in hot dogs? No. All right. Nope. I like hot dogs way too much. I'm not going to ruin them. <laughs> But it's also National Moon Day, which celebrates so when go we out and landed. Moon your friends. No, 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 what? no. Oh, so it, that? It's when oh. we landed on the moon, Matt. I've already started off this day wrong. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Keep your pants on. <laughs> I will tell you though, there's something about my 14 year old, 15 year old, something about my 15 year old recently. Like ever since summer has hit and he's got this massive tan line, he enjoys showing people his tan line by showing them. Just the one butt cheek, like, look at my tan line, and shows his butt. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. I just... My uh, my my toddler is currently in the stage where he wants to flash his butt at everybody. Uh-huh. Every time he does it in front of me, I kick him really hard. That <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> You're mean. Good grief. Thursday, July 21st is National Junk Food Day. We were supposed to celebrate this on Tuesday. Uh, well, actually, we do that on Wednesday now. Oh. <laughs> Everything shifted. Jeez. I don't know why you got to go shifting things. Stay late. Shifting. And it's the start of San Diego Comic Con. That's right. This is going to be, I feel like this will be the first, like, big, big return of the San Diego Comic Con. Yeah? Because it's, it's been a hot minute since they've had, like, a full event. I mean, so. it's been a hot minute since everything's had a full event. True. But, like, yeah. like even all the big studios and whatever stayed away yeah. the last couple of years. But, like, Marvel's back this year. It's going to be a big, big reveal. I'm excited. Very cool. It's going to be fun. Uh, last Thursday was a special day, right? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, how, it how was. was. It was my birthday. birthday. You are officially older than me. I am officially older than you for what, like... A couple months. Two months and a few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About two and a half months. Yeah. Something like that. How did it go? It was good. It was really good. Nobody had a seizure this year. <laughs> so it was great. I woke up um, and Chris went and woke all the kids up. He had... So in our house, the way that we do birthdays and, I mean, every other birthday in the house is my responsibility, right? So I set out all the presents, and we have a big happy birthday banner that we use every, for each person's birthday um, every year. Says you're only 29. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but. Um, so, but I take care of all of that, setting all that out. You know, once right. I put the kids to bed or whatever, then I'll run out and set everything up so that when they wake up in the morning, their gifts are all laid out, and it's, it's birthday. Well, every year for 17 years, no one has done that for me, <laughs> except for this year. Chris 
finally got the memo without me even having to really say anything. And so he stayed up until like one o'clock in the morning until I actually finally fell asleep. And then he went in and woke up the kids and he was like, come out and put your gifts and your cards and everything. He had already told them he was going to do that. So they were already prepared and ready for it. And then when I woke up, I typically wake up about an hour before anybody else in the house wakes up. When I got up like every other day, expecting him to stay asleep, he got up out of bed, went and got the kids up and they came out and they sang happy birthday and I got to open up my gifts first thing in the morning, just like the kids do. So it was like birthday Christmas for you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was awesome. With your own birthday Santa. Yeah. Middle of the night. Yep. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. So, and I learned a lesson. If you have like family members who aren't that great at remembering the kind of gifts that you want, but you're the type of person that like all year lays subtle hit hints, subtle hits, subtle hits, <laughs> subtle hints about what you want. Don't be that person. What you need to do is just take a trip to the mall or Hobby Lobby or whatever store of your liking the day before your birthday and just walk around and be like, oh, I really like that. Oh, did you notice the jewelry over here is 50% off? Oh, yeah. And that <laughs> store has really good such and such. So Chris had taken the kids out the night before my birthday, mm. the night before my birthday, not my birthday party, but the night before my birthday. And I had just gone to the mall with the kids the day before and had pointed at a pair of shoes and talked about how JCPenney's was having a jewelry sale. And guess what Mila got me? <laughs> the pair of shoes that I wanted and jewelry from JCPenney's. I was super proud of her. She was very wise. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then Cannon asked me like a month ago, what do you want for your birthday? I said, really? I just want a massage. You know what he got me? A massager. Like the kind that you put on your chair mm. and then you can lean up against it and it massages mm -hmm. your full back. Yeah. He was like, you said you wanted a massage. Well, I got you a massage whenever you want a massage. <laughs> Thanks, Cannon. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean... If you're going out the day before pointing out all the things with not-so-subtle hints, isn't that just like a step away from them just giving you a gift card and you go buying it the day of your birthday? I mean, well, Topher got me a gift card, so... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get the subtle hints? Uh, well, he actually wasn't with us. Oh, okay. Thankfully, he went shopping with Mila, and so Mila was a huge help. For Topher's gifts for me so she like, this year. She'd like a Taco Bell gift card. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. I think he knows better than that. I do. But uh, well, I'm glad it was a fun time, Mo. It was. And Chris even got sunburnt for me on my birthday. How nice. So, I know. It was great. How nice of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have spent this last week doing uh, quite a few Big moves here with LTN, so we're uh, we're getting set up for the big transition into uh, me leading the article side of Love Thy Nerd. Okay. Which you know the next step is them kind of introducing me to the whole writer pool, and there's like 97 people in this group that I have to eventually do like one-on-one -on -one sessions with all of them. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, and <laughs> we've also been working on LTNCon, which is 
uh, fast, fast approaching. It'll be in October. It's October 14th through the 16th, I think. Um, LTNCon.info for all the info, and it's constantly being updated with the new speakers and the new breakouts and things. Um, we got our official sponsorship for Sunday School Answers in. Um, we get to run a Eat to Win event, which is going to be really cool. What does that mean? So there's going to be, I think, two or three of these, uh, but we're running one of them where it's uh, there's only 26 seats, I think, 25, 26 seats, and there'll be four tables, and each table will have a copy of the Sunday School Answers Love Thy Nerd edition at it. Okay. And so while they're eating a meal, they'll be playing the game, and at each table, whoever wins the game by the end of the meal gets to keep the game. Hey, yeah. that's cool. So it'll be really, really neat. I'm very, very cool. In addition to that, we'll be running the radio station as a kind of uh, live remote situation mm -hmm. during the entirety of the thing. Um, it'll, I guess, kind of be a slightly delayed remote. Uh, we were looking into doing it live, like, one-to-one, -one, like, talking in the mic, it's going out. Right. But... It, it's we're worried about the internet holding up because that would also mean I'm having to broadcast the music from it too. Oh. And so if we have an internet hiccup or there's too many people hooked up to it at once, uh, might go down. So we're probably going to record. I'll quickly, you know, throw it together in an audio file and throw it up. And so we'll record a little interview here and there. And it'll be on the air five minutes later. But uh, it'll be a cool way for anyone who can't come to, uh, you know, put it on in the background and just kind of hear what's going on. Hear what's happening. Yeah. We'll, ha we'll be interviewing, you know, official people. We'll be interviewing people that are just coming to have fun. Everybody there will have a good old time. And then uh, we, we're hoping to have a, a special back row podcast uh, airing during that weekend. I'm not sure if it's going to work out to where it'll air that, you know, like while we're there. It might be the Monday when we come back. Not sure. Um, they're still kind of working that out because we're having to, there's going to be quite a few people that are involved with LTN who can't make it to the event, but want to still be involved in the, the thing. So originally we were going to be doing like podcasts live on a stream from there, but it now looks like they're trying to fill those spots with the people that can't be there. So we'll have some streams from other LTN people at that makes locations. Sense. Yeah. So we'll still record live there, and we'll have this cool special episode, uh, but we might not be able to stream it as it's happening. So it might just be an audio-only experience, um, but uh, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be fun, though. There's a whole lot going on, and uh, we're going to have we're going to have a bunch have a few of these at least to give away. These are the Love Thy Nerd uh, gamer decks from Sunday School Answers that just came out. You can buy these right now too. Super cool at uh, BackRowGames.com. And then our new Weird News deck, which uh, we've been building over the last year based on all the weird news stories that we've shared here on the show. That's going to be coming out soon. The Spoiler Alert deck, which is a kind of a smaller deck. It's 36 cards. This was Bubba's uh, brainchild, his idea, where every card is a spoiler to a movie, a video game, or a TV show. <laughs> Still semi out of context, so you know, but you know, it's it's fun. she doesn't get on the plane. <laughs> That's friends. I think I have that one. That's what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm 
There's only so many spaces here, Mo. <laughs> also, I didn't watch Friends in the last decade, so I forgot there even was cliffhangers of Friends. That is the cliffhanger <laughs> of all cliffhangers. It's the very last episode. Oh, is it? Yes. I've seen it one time. <laughs> Rachel is moving to France. The night before, her and Ross kind of rekindle their thing. He decides to tell her that he loves her. She reciprocates, but she still gets on the plane. But she doesn't get on the plane. Does she get on the plane? Did she get on the plane? I didn't get on the plane. I'm so disappointed right now. I am incredibly disappointed. We'll throw it in the blue box when we get it. <laughs> Gosh. Oh. Now it's time for our weird news update. Here are three real news stories you may not have heard. Snoop Dogg is bringing virtual weed to the metaverse. Because of course he is. Everyone has a gimmick, and beloved rapper Snoop Dogg has one of the most well-known, a deep, deep love of marijuana. It's not just a hobby for the musician, it's a way of life, and an integral part of his image. On the other hand, Snoop Dogg has moved to make the metaverse a part of his image as well. With this in mind, it makes sense that the artist would want to somehow bring his joint into the virtual world. A recent patent and trademark filing shows that Snoop Dogg is planning to go hard on metaverse cannabis, dubbed Uncle Snoops. The rapper's virtual brand is looking to introduce some interesting additions to the metaverse. Uh, the truly confusing filing lists a number of items that Snoop Dogg is attempting to bring into the virtual world, while the listing notes, you know, virtual clothing and virtual paraphernalia, stuff that's just going you know, to be for your look or whatever. It also actually lists virtual cannabis and pre-rolled hemp cigarettes. These products are described as formidable, downloadable items to use within the metaverse. Uh, additionally, Uncle Snoops will sell image, audio, and video NFTs to would-be customers. Of course, there's one issue with the sale of virtual cannabis. It won't do anything. I mean, you could have it set up that it could make a player's screen go wobbly for a bit, but it won't bring uh, any kind of calming sense uh, or anything of that nature. So what's the point? <laughs> it won't help them deal with their anxiety or... <clears throat> or their glaucoma. Yeah. There you go. Their virtual glaucoma. <laughs> I mean... Sounds legit to me. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, so, yeah... I mean, who knows what the metaverse is going to be? I have no idea. <laughs> that was a full sentence, and you didn't actually put didn't words together. Any, didn't say anything. Um, so, so yeah, yeah I, I mean. mean. <laughs> how, do you, how do you explain it? How do you reconcile this in your brain? Mm. I can't. Mm. Next up, rubber ducky watches that don't tell time. Rubber Clock ducky. in TikTok views. You're the one. Kevin Bertolero has a disdain for time. He says, how many times do you look at a clock or look at time and are happy? When was the last time you were like, oh, sick, it's 1030. Awesome. 
That's one of the reasons the 30-year-old has been making watches that don't tell time. They're meant to be worn like a traditional watch, except you won't see a clock face when you're clicking or checking your wrist. Instead, you'll find a tiny 3D-printed pool, like a, like a kid's waiting pool, with magnetic duckies and bubbles. And after leaving a stressful job at a plant-based yogurt startup, Bertolero wanted to engage with his child self, quote-unquote. So he was using all sorts of strategies to work through childhood trauma at the time. I think all of this, uh, all of us are low-key traumatized, he said. You can't not be living in modern society to some degree uh, and not feel this way. And so he found an option, cute things. Uh, so it's a little rubber ducky. Little rubber duckies, little two little rubber duckies, and a little wading pool that you wear on your wrist. It says it's similar to you know fidget spinners or other kind of fidgety toys. Uh, I mean, it's kind of cute. You know, look at the picture. There it is. Kind of cute little thing. And <laughs> 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 all it takes is a three D printer. You know, how long before we all have three D printers? You know, in our homes to make whatever we want. Because, like, I remember when CD burners were, like, a new thing. And my mom bought me one. It was, like, $300. And it was this massive thing. It was bigger than a VCR. And then, like, three years later, it was on, you know, it was in every laptop. It was, you could get one pretty cheap. How long before we all have 3D printers and we could just be printing anything at any point? I'm just going to throw this out there. It'd be fun. Number one, you were spoiled. I was spoiled, yeah. Number two. My parents lived like they were rich, and they were not. Number two, you've almost put me to sleep with this story. So I'm sure our listeners are snoozing right now. Hey, but they don't know the that point. they're snoozing because they don't have a watch that actually tells the time. This but, I mean, dumb. that's kind of the point of this, this watch, a, right? This was a dumb to make story. You, to make you calm. So. <laughs> and lastly, worker who has accidentally paid 300 times his salary takes the money and disappears. I don't blame him. <laughs> that was their fault. <laughs> he is not uh, to blame. One employee who found out he had been paid nearly 150,000 pounds for a month's work decided to hand in his resignation resignation, and leave. The man has not been named, but worked for uh, Chilean frozen food giant Consorcio Industrial de Alimentos in Chile for around uh, 500,000 pesos a month, or 450 pounds this is an article from Britain. That's why everything's converting to pounds. I'm not realizing. <laughs> How much did you say? What? He was paid? By accident or on the regular? By accident. By accident, 150,000. No. Okay. Yeah, 150,000 pounds. Okay. Uh, on the regular, he's paid 450 a month. I thought you said 150 pounds, and so then I converted it into oh, dollars. I hope I didn't. And it's $172, and yeah. I was like... That's, if I did, okay. I meant 150,000. Anyway, okay. when uh, when he then received 165 million pesos, or the $150,000, pounds, on May 30th, he initially raised the overpayment with his manager, who flagged it to HR at the time. 
While he agreed to go to the bank the following day to return the cash, the company claims he never turned up. According to Chilean newspaper, DF Moss uh, bosses couldn't get a hold of him until June 2nd when the worker gave his resignation via a lawyer. <laughs> the company has now filed a complaint with law officials charging the man with misappropriation of funds. Uh, Seattle's legal action states he was informed and clarified that this money did not correspond to the payment of any service. No arrests have been made. Uh, <laughs> we have no idea how this will turn out. Is he going to, you know, some foreign country where he can't be <laughs> extradited or what? But I mean, again, but could you do that? Could you just take that money and run? So let me tell you, and always have that fear of being caught. Um, could I? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But at the same time, it when I was working in HR, part of my everyday job responsibilities, mm-hmm. yeah, didn't want to use the duties. The, uh-huh, uh, <laughs> I had to enter in new hires information, their paperwork, and that included their um, direct deposit information. And so I had to enter in the bank number, their account number, and then like a a check number, a voided check number, okay? And those are three very long numbers. And occasionally, those numbers get swapped paper to eye, eye to computer screen, Uh right? uh So there was a time where I was called into my superintendent's office and the superintendent of finance was sitting in there with her and I had this nice long talk with them about how I need to understand how important and significant it is that I enter in those numbers correctly because if I don't then someone's check is going to go to someone else's bank account and if that happens and that was because of an error on my part guess who has to pay for it me wow Uh uh-huh So, if I had to sit in the office and get a reprimand that left me in tears because I felt about less than two inches tall by the end of it all, yeah, somebody somewhere needs to man up and say that it was their fault and dude gets to get off with his (laughs) his extra payment. Merry Christmas, guy. All he did was work hard and have a bank account. That's exactly you right. the guys that screwed up. Exactly. He did nothing wrong. Nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, man. Now, Mo and I are nerds of several flavors, but we are also nerds for several flavors. Here are 15 new junk food items recently announced or spotted on shelves and menus. General Mills has a quartet of new YoPlay yogurts with cereal in the lid. You can get Cocoa Puffs paired with vanilla yogurt, Cinnamon Toast Crunch with cinnamon vanilla yogurt, Lucky Charms with vanilla yogurt, and Tricks with strawberry yogurt. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Doritos is coming out with a classic ketchup Dorito sometime this year. It's apparently available in other countries, but it's never come to America. And now it's coming to America. International Delight is bringing back peppermint mocha and frosted sugar cookie creamers and launching a new gingerbread cookie dough flavor. Already? Already. Unlike previous years that had uh, the elf theme. Ooh, what was that? 
You gotta follow. I can't even read it from this. Thank bar. you for following. Dor Dorflam. Dor 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 uh, yeah, instead of uh, elf theme as we've had last year and maybe the year before, this year it's going to be themed by the Grinch. Hey. I still don't think there's any tie-in. There wasn't a tie-in with Elf. Right. Like something happening. Yeah. It's just like it's Christmas. Yeah. This Why is not? something you like. Uh, sure. <laughs> Real Good Foods Company is uh, selling crispy chicken shell tacos. Now, Real Good Foods is one of the uh, staples for like keto people, right? Because they make like they've made enchiladas and stuff, but the instead of tortillas, it's made of like a thin chicken skin. And so they're making tacos now. A crispy chicken taco shell used in three different products: shredded chicken tacos with cheddar jack cheese, shredded chicken with. Oaxaca and Cotija cheese and avocado tomatillo salsa. Like they went basic and then they went super fancy. And then a shredded seasoned beef with cheddar cheese. Shredded seasoned beef. Shredded seasoned beef. Cheddar cheese. Shredded seasoned beef on a chicken taco shell. It's an interesting combination. Hey. I bet it's good. Mount Olive has come out with no heat. Nacho jalapeno slices, for those of you who love the flavor, but not the fire. Hey, you want to hear a fun fact? Hmm. Mount Olive mm -hmm. Pickles comes from Mount Olive, North Carolina, which is about 45 minutes from where I grew up. Uh, mm -hmm. okay, okay. Yeah, okay. they have a pickle festival. I'm not even kidding. I think I feel like I've heard this recently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not food, but uh, four General Mills cereals have been released as scented candles. Tricks, Cocoa Puffs, Honey Nut Cheerios, and Lucky Charms. My mom always said, as a rule of thumb, never buy candles that are scented like food. Because what's going to end up happening is you're going to be smelling this scent all day. You're going to have a craving for that food, and you're never going to feel satisfied until you actually get that food. <laughs> I've actually kept that rule. I don't have... Food scented. Well, you eat cereal Candace. every night, so. Yeah, but there isn't cinnamon toast crunch on there. <laughs> That's true. That feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Smart Sweets, the super low sugar yet not diarrhea-inducing candies, uh, has come out with two new candies to add to their lineup: caramels with one gram of sugar per three pieces, and Jolly Gems, hard candies flavored like green apple, peach, and pink lemonade. I think these are supposed to be kind of like Jolly, Jolly Ranchers. Ranchers. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I gotta say, aside from the terrible Starbucks, Starbucks, Starburst knockoff that yeah. you and I tried, mm -hmm. uh, which they have discontinued, rightly, yeah. uh, all these things are pretty darn good replacements. Yeah. Uh, I'm still in love with the Sour Patch Kids and Sour Patch Watermelon knockoffs that mm -hmm. they make. They were pretty good. I have several bags of them at my house still. Nice. Uh, Marie Callender's is releasing three new microwavable meals called Duos. It's uh, basically two entrees. Chicken Alfredo with chicken parmesan, which makes sense. Uh, creamy pesto chicken and four cheese ravioli. Same flavor profile, Italian, whatever. Then they got meatloaf with country fried chicken and gravy. Might be from the same menu, but I feel like they're not related. Because you don't get both. Right. Would you go there, to the Cotton Patch and get both the meatloaf and the country fried chicken? Here's here's the issue. Would I go to Cotton Patch and get both? No, but I would go to Cotton Patch and be stuck between, do I want the meatloaf? <laughs> I the guess. It's just, it's just, there's some sort of unwritten rule that when you make a meal, all your stuff is supposed to work together. <laughs> 
And so it's so strange to see both meatloaf and chicken fried steak and gravy on the same plate. You go anywhere east of Oklahoma and south of Virginia and... So, all, so just that one portion of the country. <laughs> all of those Southerners are going to tell you this so is genius. So you just go to the South. <laughs> you just go to the South. Southeast, though. If you go to the right of the Mississippi and lower the interstate There's a lot of states over there. Really just like, you know, Georgia. <laughs> There's a lot of states over there. You don't know your geography. You sound like a friend who was like, you didn't grow up in the South. You grew up in North Carolina. That's in the North. It's in the name. <laughs> they got it. They got They got a point. No, they don't. North. They have zero it's points. Very North. Zero points. <laughs> South Dakota is not in the South. Like, I don't know what kind of weird interdimensional maps you've got flowing mm-hmm. through your brain, but... There's I know where my states are. Okay, nothing interdimensional <laughs> about my map. Boston Market has new rotisserie chicken nuggets, so they're not breaded or fried, but they're also not grilled. Okay. They are, you know, just rotisserie nuggets. I don't understand how they're doing it. Sure, but it sounds pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> what a burger! Has come out with a banana pudding shake. Okay, why? Have, why has this not been a thing already? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm somewhere between the how has this not happened yet and this sounds terrible. Oh, I think this sounds amazing, <laughs> amazing. Whataburger has also brought back its breakfast burger for a limited time. A burger with cheese, three hash brown sticks, an egg, bacon, and a creamy pepper sauce on a bun. See, now this sounds disgusting. Swap out that pepper sauce for some ketchup, and that sounds fantastic. Nope, sounds disgusting. Fan-freaking-tastic. Not everything needs to be breakfast. (laughs) Everything should be breakfast, Mo. Starbucks has released a new nitro cold brew in a can, the limited edition pumpkin cream. That's right, folks. Pumpkin spice season has already officially kicked off (sighs) here in July. (laughs) It's time for another round of What the Fanta? (laughs) <laughs> as bottles of zero sugar blue soda with a black label that reads Fanta with a big question mark have been appearing in on uh, yeah in store displays. The blue color is likely to throw you off, as I believe they did that last year, too. So it's likely not something that you would typically think is blue. <sighs> it's going to be strawberry. Something like that. Key lime. Something weird. Key lime would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, In addition to the DC superhero serials that have been released, we talked about a few weeks ago, Uh Quakers also released a Superman slash Supergirl themed instant oatmeal in strawberry banana flavor. And finally, I forgot to ask, we finally got the Old Bay seasoned (gasps) goldfish here in our hometown, and I rectified my earlier error error (laughs) of not picking up Mo a bag when I first saw them two months ago. Uh, So as an Old Bay aficionado, what did you think of them, Mo? So, they were good. (laughs) Will I run to the store to buy more? Probably not. Really? Cannon loved them. Wow. Chris and I were like, they're not bad, but they could have definitely... It almost has, you know, like that powder that... um, Oh, the goldfish, the... Are they... The flavor blasted ones? Yeah. That's kind of 
the texture that they had. Not as not as powdery as the flavor yeah. blasted, but it had a bit of that powder taste texture mm. to it. And so I would have appreciated it more had it been like saltier with Old Bay seasoning. See, and like Oreo, I think, said that it could have used more Old Bay seasoning. Oh, on yeah, 100 percent. Like, like I've, I've had three bags of it now. And every bag, I'm like, whew, that's a lot of old <laughs> No, it definitely could have used a, a lot wow. more. But I think that Old Bay is such a, I don't know the word that I'm looking for. Not a whole lot of people love Old Bay. Yeah, I guess. I, so I mean, I, I love the flavor. It's I fantastic. think that they kept it kind of tame. Maybe. To appeal to the masses when really... I mean, Maryland is one of the smallest states, so <laughs> Marylanders really can't say more Old Bay and Goldfish feel like it's going to pay off for them, you know? Well, I will say it's, they made my favorite Goldfish of all time because I, 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 I've grown up eating Goldfish my whole life, well into adulthood. That Old Bay Goldfish, miles above my previous top Goldfish flavor. Really? Love it so much. Cool. Well, here's a here's a quick side story, though, about those goldfish. You texted, asked if I wanted them. I didn't realize you were bringing them to me that <laughs> night. Um, we were waiting on our DoorDash order. Mm -hmm. Got a vivid notification that someone was at the door. I told Cannon, hey, it's the DoorDash guy. Go get our go get our food. <laughs> and he's like, Mom, it's definitely not the DoorDash guy. It's Mr. Matt. <laughs> and Cannon was getting the DoorDash food because I was not wearing a bra. And so... <laughs> <laughs> I was very awkwardly standing at the door, talking to you, trying to get the goldfish that were very much unexpected and not lead that, on that, that there that was something it, wrong. Now that you mentioned it, you were acting kind of weird. Yeah. And I thought, I just, you know, I interrupted your movie or whatever you are watching. I thought, oh, okay, just... Wants me to leave, so I'm gonna go. I did want you to leave, but for no other reason other than the fact that oh, I was not expecting you. Otherwise, I would have been appropriately attired. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, if a friend can't drop in at any time, Mo, are they really a friend? Um, listen, <laughs> when I'm at home, I'm comfortable. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think it's time for a game. Let's play Unpopular Opinions. For this game, we will each give five opinions, asking if we think more people agree or disagree with said opinion. If we get it right, we get one point and the opportunity to guess the percentage split for an extra point. Most points at the end of both rounds wins. And uh, because I won this game last week, that means that I get to challenge Mo for that back row championship title belt. And I'm so excited. Would you like to go first? Or you want me to go first? Guess first, I mean. I will guess first. You will guess first. I okay. will guess first. I think. Well, it's I too late. You've said it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, all right. First one. Animal Crossing isn't that great. Agree or disagree? Agree. Agree. Wrong. 
Animal Crossing is great. 60% of people say so. <laughs> Coffee is disgusting. Agree or disagree? I feel like a lot of people are going to agree with this. Especially if it's a lot of kids. Yeah. That's the worst part about these games is we don't know who... Who's answering it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say... What, what, what was the wording again? Coffee? Coffee is disgusting. Uh, I'm going to say... Disagree. But it's going to be a low percentage. Whew. All right. Disagree is right. For an extra point. I'm going to say 54%. Nope. 65%. Oh. So quite a lot of people think yeah. it is not disgusting. <laughs> okay. All right. Beyonce is overrated. Oh, God. Agree or disagree. Again. And don't upset the Bayhive. Aye, aye, aye. I'm going to say <laughs> I don't know there's so much pressure I don't want to lose <sighs> I'm gonna say uh -huh, agree 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 wrong 60% <laughs> steered me wrong <laughs> Don't listen to people. Well, All right, number four. I didn't know. <laughs> Society doesn't value sleep enough. Agree or disagree? Agree. Solid. All right, can you guess the uh, percentage? 68. 73. Okay. That was a higher one. An ad for Peacock. All right, last one for you here. Sleeping with people who snore is the best. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Correct. What's the percentage? 83. <laughs> no, it's only 60. <laughs> all right, you have got three points, Mo. Three points. That's it, guys. So I got to beat three. That is all. Good grief. Uh, okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Strawberries are disgusting. <sighs> Trying to think if there's any, like anti-strawberry sentiment I've seen online or anything. Is there like a Reddit that's, I hate strawberries. I hate strawberries. Really? I, love, I had strawberries today. They're delicious. Little tart, chewy gems of heaven. Mm. They're awful. I'm gonna say, okay, the phrasing is- Strawberries they're dis they're, are they're disgusting. disgusting. I'm gonna disagree. Correct. All right. Um, oh, you're making me guess now. I feel like everybody loves strawberries. You don't like strawberries? Strawberries are one of the most popular flavors. It's like the number one flavor of like the Pop-Tarts, Nutri-Green bars, things of that nature. If there's ever only one fruit option of something, it's always strawberry. Strawberry milk, strawberry waffles. I'm gonna say, 64%. It's 74%. And really? I like strawberries. Do you like strawberries? You're leading me on. <laughs> Just to make me doubt you're playing yeah, dirty here. I, I kind of am. My Captain gracious. America is the most overrated Avenger. 
Mm. Most overrated? Mm. Mm. That's a painful one, Mo. Oh. Shoot. I think a lot of people like Captain America. I'm going to say disagree. Ooh. Oh, yes. You're right. Sorry. Okay. Is it close though? Let's see. Uh, I was just reading it incorrectly. Oh, okay. So, what's the percentage? I'll say sixty. It's fifty-four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So close. It is close. Yeah. I don't like but. that. Nicholas Cage has never been in a bad movie. Nicholas friggin' Cage. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage. He's been in so many bad movies, so I'd have to disagree. Okay, what's the percentage? 80. <laughs> it's only 65. No way on earth that's yeah. not super high. 65. He's been in so many bad movies. 35% of people are apparently his fans. I'm his fan. I love his movies, but a lot of them are garbage. I was going to say 35% of people are apparently his, what is it? Like, diehard fan. Die Never. Fans. Anyway. Did you win with that one? No, I'm only on three. That's okay, three, are so you ready? Tied. Here yeah. we go. This is for the win. Living alone is luxury, not lonely. See, for me. When I grow up, I'm living alone. You hear me? I'm living alone. <laughs> I'm, I'm living, living alone. alone. <laughs> so it's luxury, not loneliness. I'll disagree. Correct. What's the percentage? Um, 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 60. Four. 64? 64? Yeah. Okay, I want to do the last one anyway. Just see if I can get a <laughs> clean sweep. <laughs> Overly positive people are annoying. Agree. Wow. Mm-hmm. By a lot? 73. 55. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got five on it. That's definitely not a song we should be singing on the radio. I'm dancing, but you can't hear that on the radio because I just oh. won. What? What did I win, Mo? Nothing. What did I win, Mo? Nothing. I won the back row championship title belt. You know what? We're on Twitch right now, and I'm going to move this over like yeah. immediately. The belt is still right there. <laughs> it is on my shelf. Well, I will let you. That is where it is. I will staying. let you use it as a decoration, but it is uh, my property. Now I have two belts. Session is nine tenths I'm, of the lock. <laughs> I'm Maddie two belts. Well, this room is belt. only unlockable with my key, so my belt. technically everything that you've brought in here is mine. Listen, you are causing <laughs> the belt massive amounts of stress right now. It does not want to be separated from me. It has not been uh, separated from me for more than a year, man, and now you're gonna. We don't got Oriel or, or Tad separation in the chat anxiety. Tonight. And they were, they, they, no, they that's were the last why I ones. lost. They were the last I'm ones to see. Blaming it on them. Maddie Two Belts in action. I'm so excited. Blaming it on them. <laughs> poor belt is going to suffer from PTSD. You're taking it away from its rightful <laughs> owner. That is called <sighs> 
stealing. This is a new season. It's it's a new day. It's a new, that's, a, that's a song, a Christian song. Do you remember that from the, the late 90s? It's a new season. No, but it sounds accurate. Are you making it up right now? Because no. it's hard to tell. Fresh anointing. <laughs> really? It's, it's a song. coming my way. Wow. A I've never heard this song. Po- because you didn't grow up in the church I grew up in. <laughs> and you're going to love this line. A season of power and prosperity. <laughs> It's a new season. Okay. I don't want to be affiliated with the song anymore. (laughs) You're ruining everything. You're ruining my championship celebration. That was the plan (laughs) from the beginning. Welcome to The Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Steven with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power released a trailer and it's awesome. Actor David Harbour says that method acting is a very, quote, stupid and dangerous approach to acting. He's probably right. The Monsters live action movie from Rob Zombie just released a trailer and it looks weird. Mickey Rourke criticizes Tom Cruise, calling him irrelevant, saying he pretty much just plays the same guy all the time. Uh, he's kind of right, but I still love him. It's been announced that Daniel Kaluuya will not reprise his role in Black Panther 2 because of filming uh, schedule conflicts with Nope from Jordan Peele. So uh, I'm excited for that movie, but bummed we won't see him in Black Panther 2. The Miss Marvel season finale finally came out, so the whole series is out. For the most part, everybody loved it, uh, myself included, so go check it out. Thor Love and Thunder finally released, not super well received by critics or fans. Uh, They're divided on whether or not they want a Thor 5. I'd be down. We'll see. Let's talk some gaming news. E3 has been announced as an in-person event in 2023. Not that that makes a big difference for a lot of us because we'll still be watching online. Nacon is working on a Terminator survival game as well as a Robocop first-person shooter. The 80s movies are back within the games. Skate will be free to play, not Skate 4. Just skate with a little period at the end. That's pretty sweet. GTA 4 and Red Dead remakes have been shelved to focus on Grand Theft Auto 6. Probably a good idea. Heroes of the Storm announced that there will be no new content coming to the game. Sorry, heroes. Gwent Rogue Mage has been announced with a single player expansion. Pretty cool. Another game delay? What? Forspoken has been delayed to January 24th, 2023. No huge surprise there, I guess. Respawn is working on a new game in the Apex Legends universe, which also happens to be the Titanfall universe, so we'll see what that means. Lollipop Chainsaw Remake has been officially announced. Pass. Stranger Things fans everywhere not rejoice, opposite of rejoice, whatever it is. They're sad. Uh, No Emmy nominations were given to Stranger Things, which is a bummer. The Last of Us Part 1 remake is being called a cash grab by a lot of fans, but Robert Morrison, one of the developers, says it's the most meticulously built and crafted project he's ever seen or been a part of in his entire career, the highest level of care and attention to detail possible. Wow! Worth 70 bucks? Uh, not to me. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you're listening to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'd like to give a huge shout out to Steven from the Moviga crew for bringing us this week's news. I'm Lee, and thanks for joining us for the lightning round.
everyone. I'm Radio Matt, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing Season 1 of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds is the 11th Star Trek series, and one that follows an Enterprise captained by Christopher Pike, played by Anson Mount. This show is technically a spin-off of Star Trek Discovery, as Mount's Pike was first featured there during Season 2, along with Ethan Peck's Spock and Rebecca Rumigen's character of Number 1. But aside from one bad experience that Christopher Pike had during his time on Discovery, not very much carries over to Strange New Worlds. In fact, Strange New Worlds feels a lot more like Star Trek from the 90s and 2000s than it does its current generation counterparts on Paramount+. And I must say, it feels like Star Trek is supposed to feel. Don't get me wrong, Discovery has been an interesting experiment. Picard has been fun and intense. Uh, Lower Decks is a great laugh and non-stop fan service. But Strange New Worlds is exactly the kind of show I think of when I hear the word Star Trek. It's bright, vibrant, and feels accurate for its spot in the timeline. It almost appears that technology has gone backwards from Discovery to this show, but at least now it's more accurate leading into Kirk's story in the original series. The episodes are less about giant overarching storylines and more one-off adventures with just a few threads that continue on. They even managed to pull off a story that feels like a holodeck-centered episode in a time before holodecks existed. But the best part of this series for me is the cast. Anson Mount's Pike is a fantastic character and easily one of my new favorite all-time captains. Ethan Peck as Spock is in Incredible. He plays the role very well, even besting Zachary Quinto's portrayal, in my opinion. There are also plenty of new characters to fall in love with, but perhaps the biggest surprise for me was how much I enjoyed following the story of a young Uhura, who spends the season on board for a training run. Celia Rose Gooding does a fantastic job developing the backstory of the Uhura character, as well as expressing her inability to decide if Starfleet is where she belongs. The show also feels more like classic Trek in the way it delivers the moral of the story. It feels less heavy-handed, even less politically inclined, and more universal. There's even a good episode early on that supports holding on to a religious faith. Honestly, I could go on a while about why I love this show. The only thing I disliked was that the season is only 10 episodes long. I could do for a full 24-episode season, but I will take what I can get. Season 2 is coming next year. If you long for the feel of TNG, DS9, or Voyager with the aesthetics and technology of the original series, Strange New Worlds is the show for you. It streams exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Once again, I'm Radio Matt, and remember, belief can be the difference between victory and defeat. Get a crew to believe in miracles. They might just give you one. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. Now it is time for Mo's fascinating facts. Once I get them pulled up, you're absolutely right. <laughs> All right. Sour candies. Oh. Ready? Mm-hmm. Sour candies are very acidic with a low pH level. Mm-hmm. Some candy is so acidic that it can actually burn your gums and cheeks. That's never happened to me. Also, I didn't add this in, but where I got the facts for sour candies clearly is like anti-sour candy <laughs> because it then went on to talk about how it can damage the enamel on your teeth. Mm-hmm, I knew and, that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like then it talks about 
the reasons why enamel on your teeth is necessary and how your teeth can decay and then your teeth will eventually fall out. And like it just went on to this long horror, <laughs> horror story about sour candies. See, that's not as bad. When you mentioned it at the beginning of the show, I thought it was going to be something like, you know, the thing they use to make the candy sour is harvested from the anal gland of the North American beaver. <laughs> like that. And I'm like, okay, I can't ever eat sour candy again. Can so. I tell you a funny story? Yeah. Uh, playing Quiplash this past week, mm -hmm. we learned that Mila thought your anus was also... I'm already laughing. Male genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So did she did she mistake what it was, or did she think only men had them? She just no. She thought that they were like <laughs> interchangeable. The two words meant the same thing. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, poor Mila. Yeah, we had to explain to her. That was that was a conversation I really wasn't anticipating having. Mila, an anus is your butt. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. That's funny and embarrassing. Right. And one of those things that her brothers are never going to let her live down Probably the so. rest of her life. Yep. It's going to be told over dinner tables long after you and Chris are dead just to embarrass her. I'm sure it's going to be given at her wedding speech. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like only yesterday. <laughs> my, oh, my little grown sister. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what it is. Oh we got to stop saying that word on the radio. Okay. <laughs> a football shape is actually called a prolate spheroid. Mm -hmm. Essentially translating to long sphere. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like anything about that. So, you know, in Hey Arnold, when they say move it, football head. No, it's actually. <laughs> move it, prolate spheroid. <laughs> yep, move it, prolate spheroid head. I do not like the word prolate. That sounds awful. And spheroid, like yeah, prolate though. That one gets me. Well, yeah, but then again, it makes me think of the same area in which we were talking about prolate previously, <laughs> and Prostate spheroid hemorrhoid. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> See? <laughs> All these words are just too close to other terrible words. Yep. Ugh. Hot dogs were the first food eaten on the moon. So this is a double whammy for our day, our holiday. Uh, what? Really? Hot dogs were the first food eaten on they... the moon. Listen, Apollo 11 astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin ate hot dogs on their 1969 journey. Now, technically, they were more of like a, a freeze-dried sausage type kind of thing, but they were hot dogs. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Okay. I'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, the term junk food was initially used in the 1960s, but was popularized during the following decade when the song Junk Food Junkie reached the top of the charts in 1976. Wow. I've forgotten all about that song. I don't know the song, actually. <laughs> 
something to Google. All right, Mo, I have a couple would you rather scenarios for you. Okay. We're going to talk them out and see what we both think. Okay. So the first question, would you rather listen to one song for the rest of your life or never be allowed to listen to the same song twice? Same song twice. So just you hear one song, move on to the next. You mm -hmm. never get to hear it. Even if it becomes your favorite song ever, you can't hear it again. Yeah. Can't even rewind it. Because just like I proved earlier, it can be 20 years down the road and I'll find a reason to sing it. <laughs> I don't have to hear it. I can hear it in my head just fine. Perfectly. But to listen but to the would same. Because how many times did you hear that song? That worship song that you sang, like a, you know, dozen, half dozen times before you got it memorized. You can't memorize the song the first time you hear it. If I knew that I could only hear every song that I ever heard one time, yeah, I'm, I'm going to figure out how to memorize a song I instantly. Can't, I can't even keep up with typing lyrics or anything like that in one listen without rewinding or pausing or things of that nature. You got to get better at typing. <laughs> Or shorthand or something. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, but to listen to the same song for the rest of your life, no. What's your favorite song? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what my favorite song is. I don't have just one favorite song. I can't play favorites. I love them all equally. Are you one of those people that doesn't have a favorite anything? So my wife does that, and it drives me bonkers. Listen, there are not many ways that Deidre and I are similar, but this is definitely one of them. Because I whenever I try to pick a favorite, I like put emotional feelings. Into the things you're not picking? Yes. I can't pick this TV show as my favorite, because in this TV show's feelings will be hurt. Colors, food, <laughs> movies, That's music. the only thing, the only thing I've gotten out of Deidre in our... 20 plus years together is her favorite color is purple. That's the only thing I've gotten. Everything else, there is no favorite. Not even just like a, we can't even agree that she's allowed to change her favorites over time or anything like that. She just refuses. Yeah. And so that makes like getting themed gifts around things that she'd like very difficult because I don't know if she likes it enough that she wants something based on it because I don't know if it's her favorite whatever. It's annoying. I hate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, I agree with you. Oh. <laughs> Never be allowed to listen to the same song twice. Okay. I'd probably do that. Yeah. I couldn't listen <laughs> Just for to the, the same song for forever and ever and ever. All right. Number two, would you rather know the date of your death or the cause of your death? So would you either know the day that you're going to die or what's going to cause you to die? The day. The day? Yeah. What's you thinking on that? So what if I choke? Like, what if that is the cause of my death? The mm. fact that I choke on something, I'm never going to eat again. Or like, I'm going to be in a car wreck. Yeah. I'm never leaving my house. <laughs> How could you ever drive without having that fear? Right. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. But then, but then knowing the date of your death. Shoot. Listen, to me... It's a positive. And I do know that there's another side to that coin, but at least I know I've got an expiration date and I know that expiration date. And so I can live my life 
fully and completely. What would really, really, really suck is if, like, the day before my death, something terrible happened, something, like, catastrophic within my family happened that caused me to be just an absolute jerk to everybody in my family. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm dying tomorrow, but maybe it'll be, like, 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. So I've got up until then (laughs) to make my amends. But really, I end up dying at, like, 12.01. And so the last thing, the last encounter I had with my family was me screaming my head off at them. That would suck. I think I've read a short story or maybe seen like a short video where someone found out the day of their death and they had that mindset of, all right, I'm just going to do all these fun things. That last month I'm here, we're going to do all this stuff. But like two months before they died, they got into like a car accident or whatever and they're in the hospital and they just slowly die over those two months. And so they didn't get to do any of that. That would be awful. Wouldn't that be awful? (laughs) But see, that's why you can't like just say, well, the last month of my life, I'm going to go gung-ho. No, you got to like make every day count up until you die. I got you. I got you. Those two were easy questions for me. Much better than last week's Would You Rather. (laughs) Now it's time for things that we love. Each of us has a recommendation, recommendation, we think is awesome. Mo, what do you got? Okay, so I think several months ago I talked about YouTube and how I'm using it to watch like reality people who whose reality television shows I used to watch or I got invested with them, and now they kind of have like these vlogs. Yeah. Okay, so I have expanded my YouTube viewing. And I recently got on the kick of mobile home tours. You know what? Yeah. I I mean, I do that on TikTok, but I mean, yeah. There's something <laughs> about, and again, I grew up in the Southeast, mobile homes, manufactured homes. They're mm-hmm, big mm-hmm. out there. And so I grew up in a manufactured home in what is considered a triple wide. And so one day, just this triple wide tour popped up and I was like, what? Let me watch this. Let me feel like I'm looking at my childhood home again. Right? No, this thing does not look anything like my childhood home. These things are super fancy. Uh huh. Amazing. (laughs) But in all of my viewings of manufactured and mobile homes, there is one guy specifically who I absolutely love. Absolutely love watching his channel. It's Chances Mobile Home Tours. Mm. And he's from Mississippi. He's got this real southern accent the whole time through his tours. And he says, utility room. (laughs) Um, So he's fun to listen to. Whenever he looks at a pantry, whenever he finds the pantry in the kitchen, he does this whole pantry dance thing where music goes off. And anyway, he makes it fun and interesting. But... At the very end of his tours, he always makes sure to end pointing to Jesus in some regard. He will end with a verse and then letting his viewers know that Jesus loves them um, and that he hopes that they have a blessed day and that if they don't know who Jesus is, that they encounter somebody who would help them learn more about their Savior. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. For me, I was like... I mean, I guess I need to watch it. It feels disjointed. Oh, no. Maybe. No. It's just one 
one way for him to okay. point everything he does right back to, to Christ, which I I can respect. I mean, it's what we do at the end of our shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My recommendation is for a reality show that just ended its fourth season called Holy Moly. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the show before. It's that like putt putt. It's the show. It's, it's like extreme mini golf. Chris loves it. It's freaking hilarious. It me. It's uh, Joe Tessitore and Rob Riggler, the hosts. They are the funniest pair duo, straight man and comedy guy ever, in my I opinion. I don't think I would agree with that statement. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> Uh, it's really, really funny. Watching people get hit is really, really funny. Uh, and then some of the skill on these ridiculous, uh, ridiculous holes that they put together is just mind-bogglingly amazing. The finale just happened for season four, and the way the winner wound up winning throughout the entire show was just... Daedra and I are both on the couch, just head, hands on her head, just, what just happened? How did she do that? It was amazing. It was amazing. It is a fantastic show. Interesting. I recommend you go to Hulu right now and binge watch all four seasons. Okay, and so then after you watch that one, have you seen the latest one that's come out? The latest, it kind of is in the same line as Holy Moly, but not, it's more like Jenga. Have you seen it? Jenga? I can't remember the name of it. Oh, somebody's got to help me. Somebody in Twitch. No, it's like, (laughs) oh, what is that show? Somebody in Twitch. I know you've seen it. Oriel, I'm sure you've seen it. It's new to Hulu. saw there's like Extreme Dominoes or something with the guy from Modern Family hosting it. I'm like, that's weird. The Last Straw. That's what it is. Good job, Oriel. The Last Straw. So they have these towers built of different objects. Okay. Like the one that... I think the very first one that I saw was like a 50s themed diner. So everything that you would see in a 50s diner, like the bottom uh, tier was like the stools, the bar stools at a, at a diner. And then uh, like the cake plates, the cake stands with okay. pies in the center and then the, the napkin containers. So every tier is different objects Okay. in that related anyway theme. And there are two teams. And they have to remove an object each round. And it's just like Jenga. If you touch it, you have to take it. Kind of sounds like Kerplunk. I don't you know. You have Kerplunk. all the sticks and you pull out a stick and so, see if things tumble yes, down. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. But also like Jenga in the same okay. way. Oh, so, yeah, but up. it's this huge, like, huge, massive. They have to have a huge ladder, like the rolling ladders that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to climb up on. Like and from then... libraries? Yes. All right. I'll anyway. look it up. I'll look it up. The last straw. Okay. Yeah, that's way better than holy moly. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> now we're moving on to things we hate. Each of us has something to share that we wish would leave this earth. Call them unrecommendations. Mo, what do you got for us? <laughs> People? People, all people. I knew you were, listen, (laughs) as I was typing this into my my notes for the thing that I hate, and I started with people, I was like, the second I say people, Matt's going to be like, people, you hate all people. Uh, (laughs) Well, maybe don't pause so long. People who eat raw meat. Like tartare, like steak tartare? 
I mean, that's a thing. Listen, 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 listen. Or do you mean like people who are just dumb and don't cook their meat? Like raw chicken. So Chris and I have been I on like this kick. I like my chicken rare. <laughs> Chris and I have been on this kick lately to, like we're watching old episodes of Wife Swap. Like old episodes, early 2000 episodes of Wife Swap. Okay. And for anyone who's unaware, this was a show where essentially just two families swap the mom to, and they're usually like two different cultures. And it was like a cultural thing. You're learning how another kind of person lives, kind of family lives. It's not a gross sexual thing. There you go. I didn't even think of that. Good grief. Because that's also the term for the gross. And they always <laughs> pair them, like Matt said, they always pair them with their um, their oh, total opposite, opposite. Yeah, polar, polar opposite. opposite. It happens every time where there's like one charismatic Christian and then an atheist. Right. Every time. Anyway, um, there was a family of farmers... Not really farmers, but anyway, they raised chickens. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to live off the land, kind of uh, off the grid type people. Okay? okay. And I watched as this woman took a chicken, killed the chicken, defeathered the chicken, cut the chicken in her kitchen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, off the bone, mm-hmm. and then cut it up into pieces. And stuck it in a bowl, uncooked, with vegetables, and gave it to her husband, and he sat there and ate it. It was within the first probably five minutes of the show, and I looked at Chris and threw my shirt like up over my eyes, nose, and mouth, and I was like, change it! You gotta change it now! I cannot watch this episode! I am going to vomit everywhere! Just the sight of him digging in to this bowl of uncooked raw chicken disgusted me. I hated it. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned. I'm in, I was I have, incredibly concerned. I have several concerns. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, however, was not concerned enough to watch the episode. <laughs> well, that's good, because he didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my thing, my un- recommendation is for baldness. Look, I don't really hate being bald. As I started going bald. Can hand- listen. Hey, they can. Okay, it look. If they can there's keeps it. now. Okay, there's you know, there's things, there's things that work. But anyway, I started going bald when I was a teenager. Once I hit college, it was like the week before college started. I'm like, let's just dive in. Had my uh, future mother-in-law shave my head, and she's all, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yes, let's do it." And uh, I remember when, <laughs> the first day at college when I saw my my best bud for the first time since uh, before that. He just sat there and just mouth agape stared at me. Just couldn't take his eyes off me. Didn't blink. Just staring like, I can't believe this has happened. Anyway, I've, I've never looked back. I've shaved my head. Uh, I shaved my head all the way up until I hit 35. When I was 35, I'm like, okay, I'm done shaving my head <laughs> because it's annoying. But the problem that I have, and it's something that I've only noticed since I've stopped like actually shaving my head is that 99.9% of the hairs on my head are gone. But there's like 10 hairs that didn't get the memo that, hey, we're not doing this anymore. 
Like everybody else left, but these 10 just keep growing. And so I still have to shave like the top of my head, which is stupid because there's nothing else there. And so I hate it. That's what I hate. It's annoying. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to, if you're going to curse me with no hair up there, don't make it an extra chore of having to still deal with hair up there. Maybe the Lord is trying to teach you something <laughs> through this. Maybe if I had enough faith, those 10 would multiply. Maybe. <laughs> Listen, it's a new season. It's a new day. A fresh anointing is coming your way. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, our Ask Us Anything. Uh, our our Discord friends uh, asked us some insanely personal, just plain silly, or possibly embarrassing questions. We've picked a couple here. No. Oh, sorry. Our first question is from Toffee. What is your personal favorite party game or game to play with friends? And if you want, you can give a board game and a video game answer. Uh, let's see. Party game. Let's say board game. I think my current favorite is still Codenames. And I know that's kind of passe at this point, but I really like Codenames. We played it for the church uh, game night we had a few couple months ago, and it was still really fun. I really enjoy. I really enjoy the the aspect of you having to get super creative mm-hmm. to get this clue uh, across to your mm-hmm. team, and the feeling you get when they got your clue and they just knocked out every single one of the things you were trying to hint at, which did happen. I had a clue for three things. And they got them all. And I'm like, yes. Feels so good. Mm-hmm. You feel so smart. Right. <laughs> I can agree with that. And then a uh, video game answer. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with a classic Mario Kart. I never get tired of playing Mario Kart with people. Super fun. I mean, Among Us is great. But I'm, I could take or leave Among Us right now. If it wasn't for our Tuesday night game that we play, which I play for the people, I probably would stop playing Among Us for a while. Yeah. But Mario Kart never stopped ever since Super Mario Kart came out on the NES or the Super NES. So, Okay. Uh, my board game, personal favorite board game, you know, aside from Sunday School Answers and Judge Not. Of course. Those are given. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Ticket to Ride. I still haven't played that. Oh, I'd I love really Ticket to Ride. I really I love need to play it. Ticket to Ride. The only thing that I dislike about Ticket to Ride is playing it with my children because they all get so incredibly butthurt <laughs> if you block them. <laughs> it makes it no fun. Um, but I love it. And I think my video game is going to be Quiplash, without a doubt. Hands down. Okay, yeah, I wasn't really thinking like those kind of games, but yeah, those are fun too. I All those Jackbox games are pretty fun. I got to tell you, though, we... We tend to play, we'll play with the kids, you know, but then when we play with our adult friends, we may or may not get a little bit inappropriate when it comes to some of the answers. And one of our friends gave a serious challenge one time and said that all of our answers had to be G-rated. And by the end of that round, my head hurt so bad trying to come up with G-rated answers (laughs) for some of the questions. 
I don't know what it says about me, but I just couldn't do it. It was painful. Uh, our second question is from KY Redhead, and she wants to know which color crayon or colored pencil got used up first in your personal pack, and what did you draw or color most often? I think red got used up the fastest, and as a kid, I remember the mo- you know what I would typically draw was just superhero logos. I would have notebook uh, after notebook. I'd have stacks of index cards. I've had all kinds of things just filled with every superhero logo I could find and me trying to learn how to draw them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, blues got used up the most, or first, I guess. Um, and then a lot of landscapes. Anything that I was mm. like drawing myself, not necessarily coloring, um, yeah, landscapes, so, oceans and trees and sunsets, you know. I think that's mm-hmm. pretty standard for most people. Flowers. Uh, scenes. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got you. I drew a lot of Power Rangers, too. When I was oh, my goodness. Go, go, Power Rangers. Power Rangers. I was obsessed with Power Rangers for years to the point where I remember the video iPod came out. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were trying, before it came out, they were really trying to have a good slate of things to be released right away. Right. With it. And one of the things they had gotten the rights to was every original episode of the Power Rangers with the original, you know, theme and everything. Mm-hmm. Those, that five years that they had. And I downloaded, I paid way too much money to download every single episode and then watch them on a tiny screen. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Would you say that that is your downloadable content regret? That's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai. And this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So back in 2016, there was this comic book debacle. In Batman Rebirth, there was this long-awaited wedding between Batman and Catwoman. Issue 50 was advertised and marketed as the wedding. And people had been waiting for it for years since Batman Rebirth number 24 when Bruce proposed to Selina. So, there was all the hype. Posters, cards, wedding announcements were sent out, hundreds of different variant covers. I mean, there was a lot of hype put around this thing. And people were pretty excited. And then, issue 50 came along, and there was no wedding. Bruce was left at the altar by Selena, and he was super mopey and emo about it for a hot minute. But then, comic books carried on. New writers took over eventually, uh, around issue 85. Other storylines have happened, different writers have gone through it, and it's changed hands a few times, and people have basically just given up on this wedding ever actually happening. And then, six years later, in what seems like coming out of nowhere, the wedding happened. In Batman Catwoman number 12, not even a mainline book, the wedding from the same writer finally happened. 
and it was met with universal meh. Like, I bought it, but I haven't heard a single person talk about it that was excited about it or even really satisfied with it. And they basically stopped hoping and they were surprised but also lost their hope in what they were waiting for. And it reminded me of this passage in Matthew 25, verse 5. It was a parable Jesus told. He says, The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. And there's probably something in your life right now you've been waiting on God to do, and he didn't do it in the timeline that you wanted to. So you basically gave up actually hoping for it. But surprisingly, just like this wedding, it's probably still going to happen, just not when you thought it. Verse 6 says, at midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Keep hoping for what you're waiting for. God's not done. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. This week in nerd history, dance off, bro. Me and you. The Guardians of the Galaxy were a barely known team in Marvel Comics. Hardcore fans knew them, but they were not household names like Captain America and Iron Man. Star-Lord, Gamora, Groot, who the heck? Casual MCU fans were scratching their heads at the announcement of this film, but any trepidation was quickly dashed at the sight of Chris Pratt dancing with his headphones on, casually stealing the Power Stone. With a massive star-studded cast made up of alums from Parks and Rec, Star Trek, Fast and Furious, Doctor Who, and the WWE, this movie was one of the most star-studded MCU films to date behind the Avengers. It held its Hollywood premiere on July 21st, 2014. That's right, folks, this movie's already eight years old. It would go on to be the highest grossing superhero film of 2014, which is saying something because 2014 saw Big Hero 6, the Ninja Turtles reboot, X-Men Days of Future Past, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Captain America the Winter Soldier. Guardians beat them all, and it wasn't even particularly close, with a gross of almost $334 million, roughly $35 million more than the second highest grossing film, The Winter Soldier. It went on to win 12 awards and be nominated for 37 more. Suddenly, these have Obscure heroes were now first-string players. They would release a sequel in 2017 and reprise their roles in Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, and most recently, cameo in Thor Love and Thunder. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is on the way, as is a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Finally, how can we not mention perhaps the best soundtrack of any MCU film to date? Sold in several formats, even the long-outdated audio cassette tape, The Awesome Mix Volume 1 reached the top of the billboard 200 chart by August 2014, becoming the first soundtrack album consisting entirely of previously released songs to ever top the chart. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. So we're going to move into our main topic of the week. Uh, and we're going to start off with a kickoff discussion in our Discord. So if uh, you're watching on Twitch right now and you would like to discuss uh, with us your subscription habits, we would love for you to jump on in uh, and uh, we'll get started with that in just a hot minute. Hot minute. Because it is hot in here it's still. It's still very hot in our studio. Yeah. It's extremely hot. Uh, so last week, let me do some setup here while people are jumping in. Last week, uh, some media outlets noticed that BMW was selling an $18 a month subscription to heated seats in a number of countries, including South Korea. The German automaker had previously tried and failed to get customers to pay $80 a month for access to Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, features that are otherwise free in other companies' vehicles. But even after BMW reversed its decision to force people to pay for something that used to be free, it was clear that it wouldn't stop there. But if you think about it, we all pay for a lot of subscriptions these days that didn't exist a decade or two ago. So let's jump in our chats. Bye. Oh. Hi. Hello. I love you, bye. Hello. 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 How are you guys? Good. How are you? <laughs> You're doing good. We're whispering. Everyone's whispering. Uh, we're doing all right. So we've got in our chat today, we got Oriel Jedi, Brian. Good to see you, my friend. And then we have KY Redhead, otherwise known as Hillary, with one L. <laughs> Thank you for joining in. So our question today is, how much of your life is made up of subscriptions? And really, really think about just how many there are uh, in your life. Because I had to stop and think about this question for a long time uh, before I realized just how many I had. Like current life or like of our whole lives? Uh, pretty much current life, like right now. And not like Columbia Record Club. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Whoa, baby. <laughs> Just not ready Going. for that kind of commitment. Going old school there. 20 CDs for a penny, but then I have to buy 20 more at full price over the next year. I mean, send the police been there. After me? That, that was a shameful period in my life. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, they moved. I don't know who this person is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got now? Wow. So, let's see here. Right now, I have Twitch. I've got... Oh, how many channels am I subscribed to on Twitch? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Twitch is LTN something I forgot air, about, too. Obviously. <laughs> LTN. Obviously. Silver Soul, and I think Frostbite right now. I mm. think I'm only. I think I'm down to four. At one point, <laughs> I was up to like seven. Oh yeah, so. it's it's real easy to just get buried in Twitch subscriptions. Yeah, <laughs> and then I've got Netflix and um. Paramount Plus. I also have a bunch. I mean, I've got a bunch of the streaming services because they're bundled together with cell phone deal that I had. So uh -huh. those, like Disney Plus and Hulu, I got to 
an ESPN plus. I got all that with my cell phone deal. So I don't have to pay for those right now. <laughs> yeah. Those, those, I, those cell yeah. phones are great. We got Discovery <laughs> Plus that way and Disney yeah. Plus that way. As long as yeah. you remember to cancel them when right. it. <laughs> right. And then for. I don't have this currently. I just dropped this service, but it was one of those clothes like subscription services ah. that was made for big and tall men. Oh wow! So was it the Winston it box? Specifically, the Winston box. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. That's been tempting. That's cool. To me. I did that for a little bit. I would do that every couple of months because it was still kind of. I mean, seventy-five dollars every three months, but. Um, so they have them like you could do every month, but, but I'm like, I'm not paying $75 a month for all this stuff. <laughs> but then I had some issues with them recently. So I kind of dropped that cause I wasn't happy with their customer service with the responses I was getting or mm. non responses I was getting. <laughs> but I think that's about it for, Oh, and also I have Spotify, Spotify, right? <laughs> Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. Jeez, you're Tell right. Me, you just that keep taking of them. They just start creeping up on you. Do you have any like cell phone things that you're subscribed to? Cell phone apps, games, anything like no, that? No, I don't have any monthly ones like that. I only, I actually only have one game on my phone. What? I download games, never play them, forget I have them. I've got like 70 games on my phone. I, play, I had a bunch on there, them. and I I got rid of them. So I'm like, I'm not playing these, so I'll just quit them. All right. Well, you can keep thinking and let us know if you think of some more. But KY, what about yeah. you? Shoot. Oh, yeah, a lot of overlap. So Amazon and Disney Plus and Netflix, and uh, we do um, – Paramount. Wow. Uh, Paramount for Star Trek. Yeah. And we do Peacock because, well, we did for a time. I don't know if we still do, but for the Psych movie when it came out, the latest Psych movie. Um, we have the one that has HGTV, but I haven't used it in a long time. The Discovery. I think it's the whole Discovery. Discovery Plus, yeah. Plus bundle. And so Charlie uses that for like the we dig for gold in the middle of the ocean kind of people. Yeah. And I know I'm conflating things. I um, love the food network. I, I, I subscribe old school to HGTV magazine because I'm a, a visual magazine? person and I like, I like having the actual physical magazine. I don't do well <laughs> with like eBooks and e-magazines. Um, but it's 40s? interesting. Go ahead. Rude. So are you Matt? from the 40s? Do you have a magazine? I am. <laughs> I, and it's funny because I used to be subscribed to People Magazine. Like I was for years and years and years. And then I realized two things. One, I felt obligated to read the whole thing. <laughs> and and because like I grew up poor. And so it was like, if it's on your plate, you eat it all. <laughs> And I had to like, I still have to work to let go of that. And so I I struggled to not read the whole magazine to make it worth it. But I found myself getting really stressed out because of some of the content. And a lot of it I don't care about. Like I'm not a celebrity follow person. Like that's just not one of my hobbies. (laughs) And so I was like, I don't actually need to be subscribed to this anymore. And so I dropped that subscription and I felt like a little guilty, but also like, 
free. And so that was a very weird feeling for me. Um, I subscribed to a monthly thing for classical home educators to access content created by other parents for our particular homeschool program, classical mm -hmm. conversations. And so that's a monthly thing. Um, and oh, we subscribe to a newspaper, Epic Times, that physical newspaper that comes to our house, which I use for all of my watercoloring needs um, and, and paper mache and stuff like that. So I have an actual newspaper that I use for that. Um, and let's see what else. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something obvious. I don't play games on my phone. I don't keep games on my phone because um, I, I do bad enough with apps. Um, I have an annual subscription to an app that I use for my business. And my family has a Nintendo online yeah. account. Nintendo Is that online. what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so I my, about my, that one. <laughs> but it's Charlie's. It's my husband's. Like we don't have the family account, much to my children's chagrin. We have he he has it. Yeah, I ain't paying and for so, the family one either. <laughs> I guess it counts as our household. <laughs> yes. It um. Yeah. Uh, we don't get DVDs in the mail anymore, so <laughs> we'll cut that. But you still can. Uh, <laughs> Netflix still sends them out if you want them, which is nuts. <laughs> Uh, we have the public library for that. Um, and our <laughs> library just went fine free, so I'm totally stoked about that, as are all the homeschoolers in our community. Nice. Um, <laughs> Mo understands. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> uh, I feel like there's something clearly that I'm forgetting. I wish I had a massage subscription, I'll tell you that. Um, that Same. would be amazing, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. once a month mm -hmm. massage. Absolutely. I should have a chiropractor subscription. I go every 10 days, so I'm pretty much they keep a table open for me. Um, uh, I can't think of anything else that I have a subscription to. What am I missing? I feel like there's something clearly that <laughs> You're going to spring on us and be like, ah, you also have this other thing. Well, I just remembered a couple more that I... Uh, oh, go for it. When you, when you mentioned games on your phone, I was like, oh, duh, I subscribe to Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. That's how I have most of my games right now. And also the Nintendo Online. And then as I'm watching the O's game as well, there was a commercial for HBO Max. And I have that as well. Oh goodness! You have all the streaming services, almost. Yeah, well, my some of our family, some of them are family stuff that we sure. kind of all share. Because, <laughs> so, but don't tell them. Netflix is out for blood <laughs> right now about that. Yeah. <laughs> Oriole, who but, are we yeah, playing the, tonight? The the Rays. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's probably not accurate on the date that this is airing. Well, no. No, because on the date that this is airing, it'll be the all-star break, so. Uh, so, uh. You can, you can spice that in later. It's the all-star break. <laughs> so I have several video streaming services as well. We have Hulu, Disney, Peacock. Uh, that might be all we have right now. Uh, Amazon Music. We have the Amazon Kids subscription thing for our boys so they can do their Kindles and have stories, play through the Echo and things. Uh, I subscribe to Canva, which is 
the designing app, the online designing app. That's fantastic. Uh, of course, like you mentioned, Twitch subs and things. Used to do a lot of like nerd crates. Had that had a the Marvel yep. and the DC Comics uh, Funko crates when they had those coming out. Oh wow, um, I remember those. Yeah, those were fun. I think they're still doing the Marvel one on Amazon now, but it's not as exciting as it used to be. Yeah, I I did the loot crate for a little bit. Loot crate. I did loot but... crate until they started stinking, man. Yeah. That one, Same. Once, I, once I got one that was like a t-shirt that was three sizes too small, a protein shake, and like 50 download codes for crappy mobile right. games, I'm like, okay, y'all aren't even trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I forgot I also have a GameStop Pro membership. So <laughs> that's a yearly subscription. Uh, that's, does that still come with Electronic Gaming Monthly or did that magazine fold? Nope, that still comes with that. You can get it either physical or uh, online. Yeah, I, I get that, it online. I had that for one year. Yeah, I remember that. Um, what magazines did you subscribe to when you were a kid, real quick? Not when you were a kid, but when you were younger. Uh, I guess oh, you highlights. Highlights. Um, Ranger Rick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was part of the Power Rangers fan club, the Heck monthly yes. fan club of Power Heck Rangers yes. when I was a kid. Heck yes, boy. Heck yes. <laughs> boy. So good big oh, in here. Like... Good big in here says Nintendo Power. I was big into yeah. Nintendo Hell Power. Hell yeah. Ooh, did you say the H word right there? <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded like she you said, went H huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, ooh, yeah. Huh. At the end yeah. of that word. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else. Oh, the Nickelodeon magazine. Remember the Nickelodeon magazine? Yeah, yes. that was dope too. And then also uh, Zoo Books. Oh wow, Zoo Books! <laughs> oh, dude. oh my gosh! Totally forgot about Zoo Books. I got those. My grandma got me a subscription to that. I remember. Do you have magazines, Mo? No, I you didn't do any magazines. No, my parents were. I didn't have a subscription. If I went grocery shopping with my mom and I was lucky enough that day, she felt like I was deserving of a, um, you know, the magazine from the rack right there at the checkout line. Mm -hmm. That was the only time I got magazines. Wow. I mean, magazines are like $20 for a year or you could buy them $5 a piece at the store. Okay. So listen, (laughs) My, on my stepdad's side, my stepdad was the youngest of six kids, and so and then each one of those kids had several kids of their own. Yeah. So for Christmas, we would all exchange names, and you would give three gift ideas. And every year, every single <laughs> year, my three requests were subscriptions, subscriptions. to something, <laughs> and I never got it. Really? Never. That's such wow. an economical choice. I know. Oh, man. What a Never bummer. got it. Maybe it's just because it was because you wouldn't have anything specifically there on Christmas morning. I don't know. Just be like. I've never right, asked. Here's a card that said, I'm we subscribed you to this magazine. I'm just bitter about it. That's Enjoy it in two weeks when the first issue comes. But I, even to this day, <laughs> at 37 years old, like having a highlight subscription is still something that I really want. Right. Highlights was the bomb. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a subscription, but I went Highlights to the doctor. So yeah, <laughs> they were always at the doctor. Yeah. Yes, they were. 
I'm like, I cannot go in yet, Mom. I haven't found this apple. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't finished reading Goofus and Gallant. Goofus and Gallant. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, Mo, we didn't really ask you yet. How much of your life is made up of subscriptions? Pretty much all of it. (laughs) And it is kind of sad and depressing. (laughs) As I'm listening to everybody list off theirs and like, yep, mm -hmm, that one. Yeah, that one. Uh Uh-huh. And that one. Oh, and I've got this one that you didn't even name. Yeah. Okay. Everything. You mentioned before on the show something about a car wash subscription. Yep. Yep, I Uh have one of those too. Yep. Car car wash. So this, this, these last two months, June and July, this place at our town was doing a deal where you could get a month each month for ten dollars, which that's how much a basic wash costs. So you're like, okay, oh, wow. sure, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. once you have that unlimited pass, you go all the time. You do. Like, <laughs> you roll up to that thing. It doesn't even ask you for money. It's just all boop. Uh-huh. Welcome back, sir. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And that includes the vacuums that and yeah. you know. So yeah, you. It, to me, the car wash subscription is totally worth it. Um, Spotify, Sirius XM, um, those are just in my car. Let's see. <laughs> then we have all of the streaming things, which drives me bananas, um, to include DirecTV. What? Uh, but that's because nowhere will stream no. football. No. So we have to have well, direct TV for football season. Talking about um, the NFL Red Zone or whatever, direct or the Sunday ticket is actually going to not be on direct TV after this yeah. coming year. It'll be on a regular streaming service. Yeah, it's it's going like to happen. Amazon or it's got to like happen. I mean, as long happen. as it's already on one of, I mean, we have all of the streaming services, so it doesn't even matter. But as long <laughs> <Yeah>. as <laughs> and they play live, like that's the big thing. We can watch a limited number of uh, games, but not live. I'm trying to you know calculate I mean? in my head don't, how much money you are spending on TV alone. Don't. And we don't even watch that much TV. That's the thing. But we just have everything available if we want to. If that is luxury. Drives me crazy. <laughs> I mean, we, the only thing I really watch on cable TV anymore is the Orioles right now. Yeah. So. That's legitimately the only reason that we have direct TV is for sports. That's it. That is Man. all. All right. Well, we've got to end this segment, but KY, Oriole, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Sure. <laughs> and y'all have a fantastic rest of your day. Love y'all. This week we are talking about our DLC life, how much of our life is made up of paid extra, be extras, be they subscription services for things that uh, didn't used to be subscriptions or extras that we have to pay for that used to come standard freely. Uh, when we hear the phrase DLC, we initially think of video games because that is where the term originated. DLC is downloadable content, and it's a huge part of modern video games. But it's not just modern video games. It's been going on for a while, uh, but it started in sort of understandable ways. DLC is an official download released by the proprietary developer studio, which provides additional content to a base game under the same title. So 
One of the first notable DLC features came through a real-time strategy game, Total Annihilation. It was created by Cave Dog Entertainment, which would release new units every month on personal computers way back in 1997. But these updates were free after you bought the game. It's just like, here's the initial game, and we're going to keep coming out with new stages, new updates every month. That mm -hmm. was like a feature of what you were buying. Some of the most notable early expansion packs, which you could consider large-scale DLC overhauls, would include uh, Warcraft 2 Tides of Darkness, released in 96. Uh, the expansion Warcraft 2 Beyond the Dark Portal, released shortly thereafter. These early expansions typically continued the previous version's plot while providing users with new units, characters, or items, much in the same way they do today. Blizzard went to continue this practice multiple times with their Warcraft, World of Warcraft, and Diablo franchises. In 1991, there was an interesting arcade quasi-DLC in the game Double Dragon 3 The Rosetta Stone. It had an item shop to buy things for your character, which required real money. So you could go into the shop before you played the game, and like get, you know, special armor or whatever, and you just had to put in more quarters in order to get that for your character. Uh, you paid essentially, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, you, you put the right number of quarters in by the thing for your character as one-time purchase. The first time I remember there being paid DLC uh, that wasn't an expansion pack was on Xbox. Uh, it was the only Xbox console I've ever owned. Uh, my friends in college played Halo, uh, with me. Then Halo 2 came out and it was missing a couple of the best maps for the multiplayer aspect from the first game. So they released the ability to open those maps and you paid for essentially a code to unlock the maps on the disc but that told me that they were already on the disc and I already owned the disc. So why was I having to pay more to play the whole disc? But maybe the most direct ancestor to the current DLC movement in games isn't actually a console or a PC game at all. It barely counts as a mobile game. It was the Facebook game Farmville. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Y'all remember Farmville? The game was simultaneously boring and addictive. <laughs> <laughs> Gameplay consisted of laborious mechanical management tasks and demanded that the player constantly return to the game at specific times to harvest crops in order to get virtual currency so you could plant more crops and start the clock over again. Farmville advertised constantly within the growing social platform that birthed it, Facebook. Uh, and Facebook even reported that at the height of Farmville's popularity, the game accounted for a staggering 12% of Facebook's total revenue. And this was in 2011. It provided regular updates, required constant participation, and grew through a constant social insistence. You remember back before you could like mute things, before you could mute Farmville notifications? You would open up your feed, and it would be oh, yeah. half Farmville things. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Shortly thereafter, we saw the rise of addictive, repetitive games that offered to help you get ahead faster by paying real money in small increments called microtransactions. Did you play Farmville, Mo? I did not. No? I did not play Farmville. I have a very good friend. Actually, you met this very good friend of mine, Rebecca, mm. the one who was insistent on giving you a hug. Right. Um, I tried to hide from. Uh-huh, yes. She wouldn't let me. She 
was addicted <laughs> to Farmville. And that, that's one of the very first conversations that we had was where she was like just beside herself, livid with the fact that she was addicted <laughs> to this ridiculous game. And she didn't know how to give it up. <laughs> uh, do you play any games? Have you or do you now play any games like Candy Crush or Clash Royale or things of that nature I used, that do allow you to pay extra money to get ahead? I used to play Candy Crush all the time. Yeah. Love Candy Crush. Did you ever pay any money? Not on Candy Crush. Not a, Okay. What did you pay money on then? I've already implying, talked about it. What? That design game that I was stupidly addicted to. Remind me. Like two years ago. It was the home design game. Oh, right. And why did you have to pay money for it? To get specific furniture and design oh. features. Because you get ranked. Your room gets voted and ranked against <laughs> other people in the game who are designing the same room. Wow. And if you want to get ranked as the better designer, you have to have the better furniture. How much money do you think you paid? I mean, honestly, not that much. Not more than $100. That's a lot, Mom. In two years' time? In two years' you time? $100 into a mobile game? I'm not super happy about it, but there's a lot of people that pay way more. That is not a justification. <laughs> and it was over two years. I, I understand. It's not like it was over a couple days. Golly. I, when you said not a lot, I expected you to say 20 bucks or less. <laughs> $100. Thank you, KY. Thank you. Oh, man. KY that's says, funny. have y'all not paid $100 in two years for online video game stuff? Not for the same game. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the same game. It does. That's specifically what I'm Why? hold at. Why? Because I find one game that I actually enjoy, <laughs> and so I'm going to that invest, dropped, and I am using the, that word loosely. Right. I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> invest money in one game. As opposed to five games? <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. Mm -mm. No. Oh, man. Aye, aye, aye. So I played, oh, what was it called? There's been a thousand versions of it, but it's one of those brick games where they come down. It's all the multiple like colors. Like Tetris? No, not really. That's what it sounds like. A brick Can game I? with multiple Look, colors? No, I, I'm going to hate on your hot. game. Can you at least let me explain <laughs> it before you get <laughs> Here we go. And it's like the game that has... The, the, the goal is to clear all the blocks, but they're all... You have to, like, shoot rockets and blow up bombs and all this kind of stuff to get them done there. But they're... It's it's Tetris esque, but it's not Tetris because you're not dropping shapes to try and make things. You're trying to get rid of a thing that's already there. Uh, but anyway, uh, I've paid maybe five dollars uh, on that game that I played for about not two years. I played it for like three months. Then what are you what are you buying if you if you paid buying maybe five dollars? No, I'm just I'm saying I bought. bought like for 99 cents you could buy like 
a three pack of these extra tools you could use because it'd be like a stage I just could not beat. And you're not invested in this game. (laughs) I was invested. But it's also, just like Candy Crush, one of those games that doesn't end. There's 50,000 levels. It's Mm -hmm. never going to end. So Mm -hmm. I eventually had to come to the conclusion of, I'm never going to beat this game. Why would I keep playing and keep spending money into it when I can't beat it? And so luckily I got to that point. But a lot of people don't, especially like with Candy Crush. Candy Crush is the big thing that's always kind of lampooned. I think there was a whole episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine about that, too, how it got addictive and even the captain eventually got addicted to crazy cupcakes. That's what they called it in the show. <laughs> and it's like you, you get so addicted to that little dopamine hit when you defeat a level that you can't put it down, even if it's going to cost you money to get to the next world or something like that. And that's the kind of stuff that this DLC culture uh, relies on. And that grew out of these microtransaction transaction casual games like Farmville and, and uh, Candy Crush and the things like that, and has slowly taken over console games and PC games. And... Uh, That's kind of the biggest complaint of console and PC games right now. Most of which are online, downloaded directly to your device. Uh, It's this circle of siphoning. Mm -hmm. So you pre-order, then you got the release of the game, you got the in-game currency, you got the microtransactions, you got the paid DLC, and then you get the season pass, which is essentially a subscription to further updates. Uh, When I was a kid, you bought the game. That was that. Mm-hmm. Now games come incomplete, and you pay extra to fill it out. Mm-hmm. In some cases, this can keep the game alive. For instance, Grand Theft Auto V. That came out in 2013. It's still a popular game because every few years, it has had a new DLC download with like big updates. And so it keeps it popular, keeps it going. Uh, But in far too many cases, it feels like we're being ripped off. One of the biggest examples in recent memory is the game Fallout 4 that basically didn't come with an ending. You could play the game and beat the whole game that you bought, and you wouldn't be rewarded with an ending. Not even a cheesy slideshow of everything that you've done or anything like that. Nothing. Until you bought the Nuka World DLC, which brought an ending to the game. It's like you had to buy the final level in order to get the satisfaction of winning. Isn't that silly? <laughs> it is. I'm pretty sure that Chris had Fallout 4. Yeah. I'm fairly certain. Um, one that's just come out in the last few months that has me confused is... Oh, what's, what's big and saying? How about Ubisoft saying that they're turning off some DLC people have for some games? Yeah, that's the other thing. Eventually, they'll uh, just... If they if, if if they need to get rid of that resource, they will. And you've already paid for it, but they can take it away now. Because technically, you still don't own it. Uh, Oriel Genesis wow. says, Grand Theft Auto V has been released on three generations of systems. That's absolutely true. That's how it's stayed popular. But the WWE 2K22 has just come out a couple months ago. And when I was a kid, all the best wrestling games were jam-packed with every character you could want to play as with all their best ring gear, costumes, everything like that. WWE 2K22 just came out for 70 bucks. It's already a hefty price for a game. But then they kept a lot of the fan favorite wrestlers out. 
So if you want all your favorites, you have to buy the DLC character packs that come with five or so wrestlers, probably two of which you really want. So you want to play as Cactus Jack or Vader? Cool, we got you. But you'll also be paying for Boogeyman, everyone's absolute least favorite pick, uh, and two unknown NXT wrestlers that you don't care about at all. That'll be an extra 10 bucks. You want Ronda Rousey? Awesome. You're also going to pay for Doink the Clown. You want Rob Van Dam? Cool. You're also going to be buying Machine Gun Kelly and Logan Paul. Give me that $10. In the end, you're paying 120 bucks to have the option to play every character. So at this point, you're better off paying 100 bucks to get the Deluxe Edition, because that comes with all the DLC packs and a special Rey Mysterio costume. Oh, but wait, what if you want to play as the NWO, too? They're one of the most iconic stables of all time. Well, then you need to get the NWO for Life Edition that comes with everything the Deluxe Edition comes with, plus five NWO characters to play as. But now you're back up to $120. But hold on. What about arguably the most imposing WWE wrestler of all time, The Undertaker? Oh, he's already in the game. Okay, but what about all of his different costumes? Because he's been around for... 40 some odd years, I don't know. No, if you want to play as Biker Taker, Ministry Taker, or Mass Taker, you have to pre-order the NWO 4 Live version. So now you need to pay 120 bucks and then wait a few months to get any benefit long before any reviews have come out to tell you if this game is the bug-filled dumpster fire the WWE 2K20 was. And you're giving me a hard time for paying $100 (laughs) over two years for dining room tables, couches, and beds? I didn't buy this, (laughs) just so you know. Uh, WWA 2K20 was so bad that they skipped an entire year of making the game to try and retool everything. That's something that they've never done. You just dropped six Jacksons on a game that you might hate. Bottom line is DLC is only a good thing when it's meant to extend the life of a game that has run its course and needs a transfusion. It's a bad thing when it's just used as a way to sell an incomplete game and then essentially hold the rest of the game hostage. And unfortunately, this kind of mentality is seeping into the rest of our lives too. This week we're talking about our DLC life, how much of our life is made up of paid extras, be they subscription services for things that didn't used to be subscriptions, or extras that we have to pay for that used to come standard freely. So earlier this week we talked about the BMW seat warmer subscription service in a few foreign countries and discussed the role of subscriptions in our lives. As soon as I got my first job and had some disposable income, I started buying DVDs. Hmm. Uh, My wife and I kept buying DVDs of movies and TV shows for years. We had a huge collection. And then I thought, well, we want to make sure that we have these forever. So in 2015, I started the long task of ripping every single DVD, every single episode, every single movie onto a two terabyte hard drive. It took every free moment of my life for three months. Fast forward five years, and we barely use it anymore, because even then, I had no idea that DVDs wouldn't be a thing so quickly, and that the most convenient thing would be paying for several streaming services all at once. Yeah. CDs are a thing of the past, because of all the music service streaming, uh, streaming services, rather. In fact, my mother asked me to burn her a CD with some of my music on it. Uh, the other day, and I realized I don't have a single computer at my house or work uh-huh. that has a disk drive. Yeah, which I remember in high school getting we uh, our 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 um, newspaper department got new IMAX 
and none of them had floppy disk drives. Uh-huh. And we're like, what do what we do? What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I remember that transition. And this one just came in so subtly. Without. Right. Yeah. Like, it, it's like. There was no warning. Like, we're just going to take them away. And we didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so as a kid, I can remember only two things that were subscriptions, really, and that was magazines and newspapers. Do you remember any other kind of subscription thing from back when we were kids? I'm, I mean, KY talked about it, Columbia. Columbia, okay, yeah, those weird music things. And they also had, like, the Disney Movie Club. Yeah. That was kind of in that mm-hmm. same vein. But even then, even then, those I don't really consider subscriptions because those were kind of like... They're kind of like ripoffs. <laughs> I mean, they were, yeah, but <laughs> they were you're telling like me that, a, that there are no subscriptions that are kind of like scams, kind uh, of like ripoffs? I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, most things are becoming subscriptions of some kind today, uh, from video games to software of many kinds, things like Dropbox uh, to rent a, a piece of the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> There's also meal plan subscriptions, mm-hmm. free shipping subscriptions, Amazon Prime, water bottle subscriptions, counseling services. Well, big water bottle things. Yeah, no. Okay. I just, you said, uh, I don't remember what you said that made me think <laughs> about it. But, like, maybe it was meal plan. But, like, Weight Watchers, that would have been a subscription when we were kids. Because you have to pay the monthly. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess I classify that more as a membership, but it's still the same principle. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, counseling services, relaxation apps, debt watch services, dry cleaning subscriptions, audiobook subscriptions, Apple Care, eyeglass frame subscriptions, dog toys, baby toys, nerd toys, gym memberships, home security, dating apps, online newspapers, virus software, VPNs, car wash memberships, <laughs> Uber memberships, DoorDash subscriptions, the list goes on and on, all with tiny fees, most like $10 a month or so, but with so many things, they start adding up so fast. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I can, don't. You can even subscribe to an app that's only purpose is to track your subscriptions so you don't forget what you're subscribing to. Is it too much, Mo? Yes. <laughs> it is. It is too much. And the way that they get you is by keeping that low price point mm-hmm. and making you think, oh, I can pay for that. That's just $10 a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you think that 20 times. <laughs> And that's $200 every month gone. Absolutely. And they, the other way that it gets us is the convenience. The convenience is a big draw for most of these things. Yeah. Like we were talking about the other day with the car wash thing. Mm-hmm. The convenience of not having to roll down my window and put in my car to deal with the whole little touchscreen system to where I can just roll up. It reads my thing goes, boop, Welcome. <laughs> That's enough to make me want to pay $20 a month for that subscription. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, that's, that's obviously just all about laziness on my part. But, like, that convenience stuff can really get you. The convenience of, that's why a lot of, you know, we've talked about the streaming services before. And, like, my, my plan is you get the two that you really love that you watch all the time, and then you have a rotating third one. Mm-hmm. You, you know, get get the one that you you know get 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 Paramount once a whole season of Star Trek has come out or whatever that you want to watch. 
get it for one month, binge watch that whole season, cancel it for the next month. Yeah, listen, we've had Paramount since it came out, and I think we successfully were able to log into it for one month. And ever since then, we've not been able to actually log into our account. But you're still paying for it. But we're still paying for it. (laughs) And that's that's the thing. That is a great plan. Right. And it will work flawlessly as long as you remember to cancel your subscriptions. And that's my big thing is the, that. Here's the key. I got a key. Make it a part of the sign up process. As soon as you signed up, cancel it. You still got it for that whole month because you paid for that month. Cancel it immediately. And it'll end after that month. Why have I never thought of that? <laughs> It's it's the only thing that has saved me from forgetting about it. <laughs> well then, write it down. Write it down, everybody. That's a life hack. That is a life hack. That is one hundred percent a life hack. Wow. So let's talk about the BMW thing again. Um, we'll go into a little bit more detail. This one floors me. Companies honestly. like yeah, companies like BMW just really can't give up the dream of turning everyday basic features into subscription services. Service fees that they can consistently and mysteriously nudge ever upward. In several countries, that has taken the form of charging customers upwards of $18 a month just to enjoy heated seats that they technically already own. Korean owners aren't forced to pay the monthly, uh, you know, price for the heated seats or any of BMW's other available options, but monthly payments can be made to try those out. Otherwise, they'll just live without them. Heated seats, for instance, cost roughly $18 a month, but you can also pay for a year subscription at $176, a three-year subscription for $283. You can just buy the heated seats permanently for $406, mind you. They're already in the car. The heated seat subscription option is part of the company's connected drive program. And it's already a reality in Korea, the UK, New Zealand, Germany, and South Africa. It hasn't come to the US yet, but it's fairly obvious that it's likely to eventually. Mm-hmm. In this case, the technological capacity for heated seats already exists in the car. The manufacturer has already factored these costs into the base price, and they're effectively charging you a premium simply to turn on the technology that already exists and frankly, you've already paid for. It truly is only a matter of time before this comes to America. And what happens when you try to get like a, you know, a friend or a, you know, a independent, you know, mechanic to work around that system and let you turn it on? Well, newer cars are coming out with the option for the company to brick your car. What? Much like cell phone companies can brick your phone if you try to hack into it. The future has already begun. It's called the subscription economy. We see the rise of things like Amazon Markets, where, you, where you're tied into the system already, so you simply walk in, pick up what you want, and walk out. You never use cash or even take out a card. In fact, paying it all is on the way out. Now you can tap almost everywhere. You can use your phone or smartwatch to tap, and you can set up to pay via an app where you simply scan a QR code and your card is charged. We're closer than ever to a cashless society, at least when it comes to physical cash. I mean, are you ready for that? No. Are you ready for a cashless society? Because it's Mm -mm. our lifetime, though. (laughs) Does it have to be? (laughs) I mean, if enough of us get together and dig our heels in... 
Like, we can put a stop to it. Can we? I, I really know. think we can. I don't know. I don't believe in society anymore. Well, After 2020, I don't believe in society. <laughs> I believe in nerds. We can all get together. And... I feel like a lot of nerds are like, this is cool technology. <laughs> I mean, I even think this is kind of cool, even though it's also kind of scary. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, how often really do you have cash on you anymore? Like physical cash? Rarely. Rarely, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I have usually up to $10 in ones, and that's just so I can use the water fill-up thing that's across the street from the church that doesn't that's have fair. a card swipe. That's fair. <laughs> but I could go to Albertsons or Walmart and use the card swipe to fill it up. Okay, but this gives me a little bit of hope, because right now, I have two teenagers who have paying jobs, and they prefer to get paid in cash and to have cash in their wallet and on them than to have to use their debit card or anything else electronic. So maybe the generation coming up. The cynical side of me is saying they're wanting it so there's no kind of paper trail of what they're doing with that money. The cynical side of me is saying they want their money so they can spend it how they want so their parents can't, like, log into their bank account and see what they've been buying. That's the cynical side of me. I want to believe. At this point, (laughs) neither one of them can independently drive, so we still have to take them wherever they want to go to purchase whatever it is that they want to purchase. So when Topher drops $180 at GameStop on Pops... Well, yeah, you can't hide the pops, can you? No, you can't. <laughs> Topher gets his new SpongeBob pop. He can't just hide it in his pants. Those things are in giant boxes. By the way, I went to GameStop mm-hmm. to buy a pop. This is totally off topic. To buy a pop to put on screen here yeah. for my backdrop mm-hmm. here on Twitch, uh, which I wound up getting a puffy shirt Jerry Seinfeld, which I didn't really want to buy. I was going to say, of all of the pops? It was the only one that I didn't have that I didn't hate. I'll get a new one eventually when something comes up that I don't have to put too much effort into. But they had a Groot pop, a baby Groot pop. I am Groot. That is three feet tall. Mm. It is in a box this big. It is so huge. Mm -hmm. And it's $119. I almost spent an entire... Uh, Twitch payment on this one thing until I realized it's probably not going to be visible in the (laughs) shot. That's fair. I have to put it on a table. It would be my whole background. Uh, But anyway, even Girl Scout troops have to have a Stripe, you know, dongle on their phone these days because no one has cash. And that used to be like, I would have cash just to buy Girl Scout cookies. Listen, that was my excuse to not have to buy Girl Scout cookies. (laughs) Don't have any cash on it, sorry. Sorry, I don't have any cash. And the first time that I said that, and they were like, it's okay, we've got it. And I'm like, oh, great, okay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So we're... We already are nearly a checklist society. Um, very few people use checks anymore. Uh, we don't even we haven't bought checks in 
almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Y'all have checks? I think that we're like on our last two books, yeah. but we also have not ordered new checkbooks in at least five years. Yeah. At the very least. Like there used to be, you used to have to order new checks. Like you used to have a subscription for new checks. Yeah. I remember my mom would get a new thing of checks at least every three months. Yeah. And yeah, now it's the <laughs> Oriole Jedi says, I can't remember the last time I wrote a check. <laughs> so I had a really aha moment last night while playing Quiplash with my family. And the question was the world's most intelligent dog can follow this command. And I wrote balance a checkbook. And my kids were like, what does that even mean? <laughs> balance a checkbook. And I was like, <laughs> what's a checkbook? Well, Why no, I think that balance? they thought like, yeah, you know, like balance, like <laughs> on the top of your head. Yeah. Like hold it on its nose, balance the check. Why are you going to balance a checkbook? Okay. Poise. <laughs> right. No, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> oh yeah. So things uh-huh. are rapidly changing and this is only the start of a massive shift. Mm-hmm. So this week we're talking about our DLC life and how much of our life is made up of paid extras, be they subscription services for things that didn't used to be subscriptions or extras that we have to pay for that used to come standard and freely. And the last thing we want to discuss is the idea that by 2030, we won't own anything. It's seven years. Mm-hmm. I don't think On November 10th. 2016, Danish MP Ida Aachen published an essay, Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. For the World Economic Forum. In this essay, Aachen makes a prediction for the year 2030, writing that in 2030, one doesn't own a house, a car, appliances, or clothes, instead renting everything. The essay also predicts mass surveillance and a society split in two, As of 2022, the essay is no longer available on the World Economic Forum's website. The essay was summarized in the Eight Predictions for the World in 2030 article by the World Economic Forum, published on November 16th of 2016. Uh, And in it, Aachen wrote, I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. She goes on to say that shopping is a distant memory in the city of 2030, whose inhabitants have cracked clean energy and borrow what they need on demand. It sounds utopian, but she mentions that her every move is tracked, and outside the city live swaths of discontents, the ultimate vision of a society split in two. Together with the article, the World Economic Forum posted a video of the same title, to its website, Facebook, and Twitter. And the first prediction in the video, based on Hawkins' essay, states, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Whatever you want, you'll rent, and it'll be delivered by a drone. The video accumulated over 9,900 reactions and 766,000 views on Facebook in five years. Now, this has gained some attention again this year, uh, to the point where a lot of people thought that this came out this year. Uh, though it actually is several years old. But many economists, economists, I don't remember how to pronounce that word, and I think I spelled it wrong. Economists? Economists, that's how you say it. (laughs) I went to school. Economists believe this is exactly where our world is heading already, but with the subscription economy, which we talked about in the previous section. You will work to earn money, but that money uh, will go to pay for all your subscriptions, 
which will now include your home and your car and all your goods and services and anything else you need. The idea of personal property is gone. On one hand, that doesn't sound so bad. I still kind of wish we were renting. We could be in a similar house paying the same amount of money, but we wouldn't have to pay for any repairs, some appliances, some utilities. I mean, when you factor in all that, we'll be paying off this house for 30 years, which for many people who are finally ready to buy a home would make them elderly by the time they finish. It doesn't seem like the greatest deal. In fact, there is a huge push in Gen Z for them to stop aspiring to buy homes at all, Mm. just to rent forever. Uh, See, some of this is getting closer to the world of Star Trek, where money is pretty much abolished, but others see it as us inching our way towards communism or socialism in its maybe truest form. What do you think about all this, Mo? Uh, I think that Hillary makes a very good point in our chat over here, and she says renting means that somebody owns it. That's true. So, (laughs) is our generation going to be, like, the last generation of owners, ownership? Those of us who have purchased our homes, who do own our homes, and, I mean, we'll never be able to sell it again, or never be able to sell it, because the next generation only wants to rent, they don't want to purchase, and so... Yeah, you'll sell it to the government, (laughs) like Oriel's saying here in chat. Government will own it all. (laughs) Well, uh, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I, there... Like everything that we seem to talk about on this show, because this is just the route that you take us down every single week, um, there are two sides, and I can see the benefit, but it also absolutely 100% terrifies me. Yeah. I mean, it'll. I'm trying to think of like how we got here now. Like We talked about how video games changed so slowly, and how more and more things are becoming subscriptions. And it happened so slowly over time that we didn't really notice it happening. And at most, I feel like it feels like a slight inconvenience sometimes. And other times, like, yeah, this is great. I think it'll still continue to happen slow enough that maybe there will be things where like, yeah, this is great. Okay, here's the thing. You don't live in my house. With my husband and my oldest child. Because let me tell you, there have been so many ridiculous arguments over games specifically where Topher has had to come in and he's like, hey, can I buy this for this game? And Chris is like, what do you mean? Can you buy this for this game? Don't you own the game already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I need to get this this character, this level, blah, blah, blah. And Chris is like, it didn't come with the game? No, you're not buying it. But dad, you don't understand. I've got to be able to have this character in order to get to this level. And it... <laughs> Chris is only 36. But I feel like this whole shift has aged him because while it happened little by little, it happened very drastically. Yeah. You know, especially when you were a gamer as a kid, but then you got married and you had kids and you kind of went into 
adulthood, you stepped away from gaming for a little bit in those early years of parenthood when you really don't have time anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And now that your kid is a gamer, you don't really know the lingo and how it works and like you used to. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same gaming world that you grew up in. Yeah. Right? So I feel like a lot of times my son is dealing with essentially an 80-year-old <laughs> because he just doesn't understand. Look, Grandpa, I can't win if I don't have this character. Right? You don't understand. It's new. It's but new at the character. same time, on Chris's side, like, this, it's dumb. It's the dumbest thing. <laughs> just like you said, if you purchase the game mm -hmm. and you have to purchase characters um, to unlock them that are clearly already there in the game, <laughs> why don't you already have them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I do not get it. Oh, man. I do not get it, Sam. I am. <laughs> Working as media director at my church, uh, I also tend to be the guy doing all the computer updating. And I remember several years ago now when many pieces of software went from being you purchase this version and you use it as long as you want until you're ready for an upgrade to you pay a monthly subscription fee forever and we'll keep upgrading the software as we go. Right. And there are pluses and minuses with that. I mean, take Microsoft Office. <sighs> If you're buying that outright, it's costing us a one-time payment. That, while kind of high, will likely serve us for five or more years before we feel the need to upgrade to the latest version, where you now have to subscribe to it, and you'll get a slight upgrade here and there, most of which you won't even notice, and you're paying every six months or every year for the privilege. In the long run, we're paying way more than we would. As a church, you seem like you have a... Oh, Microsoft is like, <laughs> that's the one like thing that I really despise. <laughs> I've really started using Google's free uh -huh. stuff yeah. <laughs> a lot more But lately. all of my writings from when we had our little blog, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they were all done through Microsoft Word. And that's because I was a student at the time. And so I had Microsoft Office for free through the college. Well, guess what? I'm no longer a student <laughs> and I'm not paying $70 so that I can just get my writings. That's yeah. all that I want. <laughs> my writings. I can't even access them anymore. Hostage. They are. <laughs> It's insane. Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see here. The same thing happened with our projector program. Uh, you know, what throws up our music and, you know, sermon slides and all that. Does it really update enough for us to need to have to keep paying for it yearly? I don't think so. Meanwhile, I bought my video editing, soft editing software as a one-time purchase, and they still update and upgrade me every month or so for free. I was even upgraded to the newest numbered release of the software for free. It went from 10 to 11 because I already bought the service. I like that a lot better because it's rewarding a loyal customer mm -hmm. who is more likely to now purchase that for future computers. Exactly. And recommend it to other people. Word of mouth. <laughs> it's a powerful tool. Yeah. So there are pros and cons for sure. Some things that constantly... Uh, that constant need for upgrade is well worth the subscription. But also, some things, uh, since you don't own those things, they can take it away from you, like someone mentioned earlier. Um, there have been many programs where we had subscriptions, 
And then that program kind of went belly up and just ended the program. Now, had I purchased that program outright, I'd still be able to use it for as long as I had the computer. Mm-hmm. At least as is. It wouldn't be getting updates, but I could use it. But with a subscription, they can just take it back from you. Apply those pros and cons to everything in your life, and you can quickly see how this would get wonky quickly. Just like with the BMW or Tesla situation where they would have the ability to essentially brick your car, even though you bought it outright simply because of subscription issues, that's a weird feeling. Yeah. It reminds me of that Amazon show, Upload. Did you watch that? Yeah. yeah we talked about it, haven't mm-hmm. we? Where even in a virtual afterlife, you have to pay for subscriptions. You have to pay extra for most virtual food. You have to upgrade things that are just lines of code and cost nothing extra, but it makes the company more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in 10 years' time, we're going to be subscribing to a lot more things than we ever imagined. I don't think we'll be full on what the 2030 prediction is, but I think we're going to be really close. We're going to own less than ever before, and we're not really going to be all that happy about it. (laughs) But perhaps the generation growing up now, Generation Alpha, might be. I don't know. Because that's going to be all they know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. So what's the lesson here? We don't have one. Enjoy life. (laughs) Enjoy what you have while you have it. (laughs) Enjoy anything you own. And go check your bank account to see what subscriptions you've forgotten about that are still paying for. For real. There's almost a 100% guarantee you're paying for something right now that you didn't realize you're still paying for. Absolutely. Go look it up. Yeah. We wrap up all our shows with memory verses. Mo, what do you got for us today? The memory verse for Monday, July 18th is... Psalm 33, 4, for the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. The memory verse for Tuesday, July 19th is Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. The memory verse for Wednesday, July 20th is Proverbs 16, 8. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. The memory verse for Thursday, July 21st is 1 John 4, 10. In this is love, not that, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's going to do it for the Back Row Morning Show this week. You just heard episodes 493 through 496. We air our daily morning shows exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find the weekly podcast every Thursday afternoon by searching The Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. We'd also love a good review and five stars. Do it, and you're cool. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. I'm actively working to make LTN my full-time job, but in order to do that, I need people who will join my partner team. I've had a, or I have a handful of awesome folks already who support me in this ministry, and I'm extremely grateful and honored. And if you'd like to join these amazing people, visit lovethynerd.com slash radio mat 
or reach out to me directly. Love Thine Earned is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the socials at the Back Row LTN. And if you really want to get into the show, even literally, join us at backrowdiscord.com and watch along when we record on twitch.tv slash LTN on air. Lastly, LTN Con 2022 is fast approaching and early bird pricing ends when this month does. So find out more and get your tickets at ltncon.info today. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. Backroom Morning Show is proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. The show is hosted and produced by Matt Coker and Megan Oaks. The show is edited by Matt Coker. Discord buds participate in the show through backrowdiscord.com. For more episodes, visit lovethynerd.com slash backrow.